Good evening and welcome to The Real Study with your hosts, Mr. Snippets. Welcome back to The Real Study. Black Girl Marvel. But I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Mr. Marvelite. Not knowing anything about the film. All the movie things. You know, and like I was locked in right away. The pre-review with Super Gummy Guru. Pre-review. And me, the real study movie voice guy. Let's go to the poster wall. And good evening and welcome to the real study. I am Mr. Snidbits. As always, to my left is Black Girl Marvel and I... Mr. Marvelite. And we are live and back. We're back. And we're going to move over to we the are back. And since yes, we, we are, are back, um, I'm hearing something, but that's okay. Well, we're not all back. We're not all back. Uh, apparently, all the movie things is not going to make it tonight, and that's okay. He had a, a rough week, and mm-hmm. we do hope we wish him the best. We wish him the best, absolutely. Oh, because gosh. he is struggling. Um, so, yeah, we will see him next week, uh, which Can't I think we're going to get some more, you know, uh, variety of films. Hello, Miranda. A, Welcome. It and needs thank to be a you. picture of him. Hello, Miranda. You a picture of him, like where his name is. Be a there was, and I. It's not on here for some reason, and now I can't oh. add it. It's too late. Uh, okay. It's fine. Uh, Hi, Ray. Hey, Ray. Hey, Muncie. Hey, Muncie. Hey, hey, Miranda. Um, Muncie. And Hannah is here. Uh, uh, Iana, Iana. Hannah. Hannah. Miranda. I was literally about to say, "Hey, Black Girl Marvel." <laughs> Hi. And then thank I'm you. I'm in a weird mood tonight. Be prepared. No, no, we're. I'm in a weird mood too, so that works out. I'm really here well. for it. Uh, Zep just gave us a follow just before the show. Thank you for the follow, Zep. Nice. And uh, let's go back over to the poster wall because we kind of skipped past that just to say hello. Uh, We are going to be reviewing a couple of Batman movies tonight as well as The Kingsman. So we are doing another comic book night, but considering the panel, it makes sense. Uh, So we'll be doing The Batman by Matt Reeves starring Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz as well as Jeffrey Wright, Colin Firth, Paul Dano, and many others because it's actually got a stacked cast, which I really liked. Colin Farrell. Did I say Farrell? You said Firth. Oh, I was because I watched The Kingsman, which made me think mm-hmm. of Colin Firth. So yeah, I know. Uh, then we've got. He's still amazing, though. So oh, yeah. That, both are great. Uh, Mask of the Phantasm is the other movie. We'll be doing an animated movie. La loves animated movies, so we'll always be trying to put those in there. Not that we don't, Yay. but, she, you know, she champions those. I'm and obsessed. then The Kingsman, which is the third film in the Kingsman series, the prequel to the other two films. And then in a couple of weeks, uh, either next week or a couple of weeks, whenever they release this darn film digitally, we will be reviewing everything, everywhere, all at once. But tonight... That's a lot of movies. <laughs> it's a joke. It's everything, everywhere. Oh, yeah. You got me. See? Never mind. Yeah. No, it, it, it's okay. It felt like, and I don't even have my jokes thing, you know, keyed up. So that's... that's okay. That said, um, let's talk about... The Batman. Okay. So let's just start right with Lav. What is your initial impression of the Batman? My initial impression of the Batman is this is the greatest Batman movie ever created. That's that's my initial impression. I enjoyed every aspect of this film. I enjoyed that. Okay. Like I always say, (laughs) when I talk about this movie, like ten minutes of like exposition could be taken out of this out of this movie, and it doesn't have to be like three hours because there were a lot of like lingering shots 
like watching him walk to the bike it's just like lord we don't need to watch him walk to the bike it's like and then it's like a lot of like there's a lot of times where they try to mirror like uh like when we first see him walk in with uh lieutenant gordon you know like that scene and then it's another scene where like he's bringing falcone out and it's like the same type of scene and it's like that's cute but they're very long it's like it's like i get what you're doing but we can shave some seconds off of that the movie didn't have to be like three hours but i understand it it's like probably matt reeves vision this is how he wants it and Warner Brothers finally gave a director carte blanche to just do what they want to do, so I can't be too mad about that. Because um, if not, it probably wouldn't have been as good, or you know, had the elements that it that he had. So um, for me, I love this film. It gave me everything I need. It didn't like it didn't like rush the Bruce Wayne story. It didn't rush the Batman story because they are two separate entities essentially. So. It gave me just a little bit. It remind. It kind of reminded me of Batman versus Superman when everybody was very mad at um, uh, uh, what's his name, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, and they were like, "But he's not Lex because he has hair." But I'm like, "He's Alexander right now." If they probably would have did better, he would eventually. You know what I mean? He would eventually became. So for me in this movie, he he's finding himself not only as Batman, but also trying to figure out the persona of Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? Because um, he's only two years in this. I I, th- I, th- I have uh, so much more to say about this film, but initial reactions is I, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I feel like... I feel like it, it's one of the greatest... It's what I needed from a Batman film. I've seen probably every Batman live action, and because of the real study, I've even seen the Adam West... <laughs> that's that hullabaloo i've seen that so i pretty much probably seen like every batman movie probably that has ever graced this world give or take maybe one but i don't think so i've seen them all i've seen back into the keaton's eyes probably some i haven't seen i'm sure but i've seen at least every like voice actors be batman like live action like tv shows i've seen all the animated all the animated. So like year one, under the red year hood. Year one, under the red hood. Batman Beyond, them. like Batman Beyond. I own them all. I've seen the animated series. Like I've. Those I've are some of my favorites. My, like those are I've my favorites. I've immersed myself into some Batman to the point where I'm actually thinking about going back and rewatching the Batman series. No, yeah, animated the animated series. series. After watching Phantasm, I feel the same yeah. way. I'm right there with the you. The animated series, I was yeah. thinking about going back and like partaking in that again. Right. And so then doing child. Batman Beyond right after, and then like yeah, because, really rolling yeah, with it. Yeah, like really rolling with it, because like, I was a child, and I remember some elements, but some elements I don't. But I do remember watching these growing up, so I have a very, very deep account of Batman in my brain. And this just gave me a fresh take, something new, something to look forward to in Batman. Because usually I'm not looking forward, because... They rush everything with him. They make it seem like he's amazing from the beginning. And he has no room to grow, and, and with this character, he has room to grow. So, Mr. Marvelite, yeah, <laughs> no, no, you're I have good. So much to say. Mr. Marvelite, your first impressions of the Batman. Well, first of all, I would like to thank everyone for having me back as a actress Rachel Style, um, uh, as that's what's on my nameplate. On oh no, <laughs> don't say that. Doesn't it? I I. Have, <laughs> I heard nothing Lala said because that's the only thing I've been thinking for like the last few moments. But hold on, I promise you, I'm not gonna repeat everything that she says. <laughs> We're gonna do that. You Look are, at that. Oh, you're I have like, I have gonna, a guess. You're gonna go repeat. Every, you're gonna repeat everything I said, which is cool. But go ahead. You're back. Actually, I'm not. 
Hold on. I don't. Oh, there we go. Yeah, and I'm a host, not a guest. Okay, that's awesome. Um, thank you for having me back. I, I didn't know. Like, <laughs> man, I, I just got back on the show. That's awesome. You were okay, gone so too long. It's fine though. I, I I have to completely agree with pretty much everything that Lala said. Um, I think the one thing that she said that kind of struck me, like, and it was the thing that was striking me that I wanted to talk about was when when he had that journal and he had Gotham, the Gotham like basically year two, and. I was I was thinking about when the the DC fandom like event happened, and they were talking about um, they were talking about like uh, the the Batman animated series prequel basically, and then you had this this movie mentioned, and um, it's interesting how instead of doing an origin story, we're we're just we're just getting the Batman. He's established as the Batman, but we've got him, you know, really still figuring out the ropes, and I liked that because. At the end of this movie, I realized this is not peak Batman in the sense of what we expect the the, the um, you know our 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 Dark Knight to be the, as the uh, the detective. Um, he he was very manipulated by uh, the Riddler, and I was okay with that mm-hmm. because it showed that even though he was he was very astute and he was he was leagues above the police, he still had a lot to learn. And and he, he gathered it quickly, but that was the thing. Like Bruce Wayne's evolution in this film was something that we 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 actually got to see a little bit in a movie that we're going to be talking about in a minute, uh, with Mask of the Phantasm, where mm-hmm. Bruce is trying to understand what he is meant to be, and the the concept of and I thought it was very interesting, like considering the two movies, right? We're watching talking these about, two movies, mm-hmm. the concept of vengeance is very very strong. Because we see a Bruce Wayne in the Batman that is is vengeance and learns that he must be more than vengeance, and you also see in the Batman Master the Phantasm of Bruce Wayne that um, is not vengeance. He's trying to be justice, and you see what vengeance can lead you to. And 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 I I I, I for that I think it, you know it's kind of like it was like meant to be. Um, this movie, if you've watched it only once, and I, I, I don't understand if you if you've watched this film, how you would not watch it more than once. I don't care how long it is. I feel like the pacing is perfect because on a second viewing, you are going to catch more things than mm-hmm. you ever like realize. Like even that slow stuff, like the slowly walking to the motorcycle or the long like cut scenes of like Selena running to the cab or you know, all of those things. You sit there and you're like, How was I so stupid not to realize? But they were hinting at something and I didn't get it. And then you sit there and you realize Batman didn't even get it. And you're kind of like coming into into terms with that as you're going. Um, I did see how the, there was mentioned in the chat about the concern about the, the chemistry um, between between Batman and Selina Kyle. And I think that that's not so much of an issue as this is their first interaction with each other. And I could imagine with them like parting ways at the end that we're going to find more development. This wasn't just the cat and woman story with Batman. This was like the seed that is ground is planted for if this becomes a franchise to, to really, to really kind of foster that. And it's, it's that building blocks. We didn't get a full, a full story with the relationship of the two. We just got the hints at it. And I was good with that. And I feel like we did get some, we did get some like background for Selena Kyle in this, um, they changed a lot of things that we mm-hmm. we assumed of the characters. Uh, Even the, like uh, Thomas Wayne the, the got Mar- changed. Yeah, the Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne, um, w- w- you know, with the with her being an Arkham. Like, I don't remember well, that. Well, that's uh, New 52. That's 
right. uh, alternate Flash, you know, Flash uh, point universe stuff mm-hmm. where they have dabbled in it, but not in like main timeline type stuff. So like, but it's yeah. nice. But it's, it's not nice something we've had in the movies. So yeah. we have the, not really yeah, had. But a the whole Batman. thing with Thomas Wayne is Court of Owls. I think that's what they were hinting at. Was Court that's of what Owls it felt because, like to me too. Yeah, because yeah. his character is a little darker right. in that time and has a back, that background, right? Yeah, that background. Yeah. yeah, and I think for a movies uh, for a movies basis, you you really have not gotten much variation when it comes to. Oh my God, the story. <laughs> this is the first time we're actually getting a different, like a different, um, an iteration yes. of Batman, which I thought was great because well, this is you know, the Batman, much like the animated right. series, the Batman. It's a very like rough and tumble style show. Or I actually hope they eventually do a, a live action Batman. Uh, I'm sorry, Batman Brave and the Bold live action. It would be akin to like that uh, Adam West, but you would have people like Patrick Warburton in it and these over the over the top ridiculous actors that would bring that gravitas to the comedy of it all. Um, right. So I, I, I think they did a good job of bringing the Batman, a different vengeful Batman to the screen yes. um, because we've had many Batman and we always, we always assume people talk about it. There's one and it's like, nah, not really. Hey, my brother, uh Johnster just, he just raided us uh, with him. Awesome. From his uh, viewing of, his, or he, let's see, he was playing Elden Ring, I believe, which is which is kind of ubiquitous right now. Everybody's playing that. Thank you for the raid. That said, so, um, you had a little bit more to say, Mr. Marvel. I didn't need to jump. Yeah. In. So it was also it was also interesting because with Batman with the mask and he he had this Robert Pattinson had this brooding look at all times, but you could pick up the subtle expressions about like it was it, it was it was very much of building the relationship with Alfred, which I thought was very interesting, mm-hmm. building the relationship with, with Gordon, which we, we got a lot of that in the animated series with Gordon and Batman really having each other's backs. But, but for, but for this, I feel like this has been the best relationship of Batman and Gordon that we've seen for a while. And, and I'm a big fan of the Nolan trilogy, but like you, you have this, this concept of where, um, you know, Gordon is, He's not where he needs to be yet, which I was glad about that because we don't need a guy that just is just commissioner and he's making all the shots. You, you see the you see the the, the tension of Gordon allowing mm-hmm. Batman to be in these places. Um, you see this this idea, and you have like the duality of the one cop who who wants to keep Batman from going into the crime scene, but at the same time they're in the funeral they're at the uh, the funeral, and he's like waving at Bruce Wayne and loves and respects uh, yeah, him, loves him, right? Exactly, right. And, yeah. and 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 Bruce is giving him the exact same look he was giving him as Batman. Like it's not even, like like there there are so many different things. And then like the 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 uh, the, the personal investment because of the kid being orphaned, or well, not even orphaned. He just lost his father. And 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 Bruce understanding that concept. Um, he's he's a menacing, slow approaching Batman because he's still trying to find his place as as this cave crusader. Um, I just. I, I have I can't say enough good things. I've watched this movie way more than I should have in the last couple of days. Um, and this is a and, Marvel person, and a not yeah, not, not a Marvel person, kind of the, in my opinion, <laughs> the Marvel person. But that's just you know that's my bias, just from seeing behind the scenes and seeing you and and everything. And that doesn't mean that Black Girl Marvel isn't also the Marvel person, but she. I is, didn't feel hurt. Yeah, I didn't feel very much. I'm a I'm a vast fandom. Right, right. You're like me. We're both I'm like very compulsive yeah. Marvel. That's right. yeah, cross right. And we know that. I and do, I just wanted I to throw that say, respect. So I do just want to say before before we get to your sanity, before we get to your initial, I just want to say to kind of like just touch on um, the relationship between 
Catwoman and in, in, in Batman or whatever, because um, Mr. Marvel like kind of touched on it. I just want to say I like the awkward weirdness because we were talking about this in the chat too. I like the awkward weirdness because like this is not only year two of him being Batman, this is also the anniversary of his parents' death and it's probably something that he tries not to think about ever. So I've, and it, you can tell that even though he's 30, he hasn't adjusted to what has happened to him. And so I don't think dating girls or talking to girls was a thing for him. Like, I think he, even though he grew up in this mansion, I don't think he had friends that came over for lunch and, you know, uh, let's go out to parties and let's go to the movies and things like that. So he, that human interaction, you could see it better in Batman than you can in Bruce Wayne. And you right. can basically say he has no, he has there is no, no Bruce Wayne in this movie, really. When you know, you think of, and he's so he doesn't come out extremely. And so, like, I feel like the the ladies, man, the playboy billionaire in which we see when he's in like his 40s, 50s, he fought. I think that's when he figures out, like, okay, I gotta wear this mask so I can he do He uses things. both Bruce Wayne and Wayne Enterprises as tools for Batman at that point. Right. That's what you know, that's right. what I'm saying. Right. So it's like I think he In this movie he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Like he doesn't care. And I think it's like I love seeing that and I love that like I think that part of him does, has not figured out how he can move around her. Because when you look at their dynamics, Catwoman is so much more like uh she's damaged in her own way, just like him, but she's more confident in her damage. You know what I mean? She's like, I know I'm damaged, but like, I'm gonna do what I need to do, and I'm gonna figure out what I need to figure out. He's he's more so seated in his damage. He doesn't know how to move in it. She can move in hers. Okay. She's okay. like, she's a little bit more adjusted in him, especially when it comes to people and interactions of because of the life that she leads. You know what I mean? But like I said, she's damaged in other ways. Yeah. But I just well, to yeah. Touch on that she part. was kind of rejected, and so being rejected, she didn't want. I'm sorry, Sandy. Go ahead. Wherever. <laughs> like, it's been a while. I'm glad to hear you guys chatting about it because you guys are excited, and I didn't want to stop the excitement. So don't worry I've about been it. I'm waiting eight years. Yeah, for yeah. Don't. Movie, go ahead. <laughs> the excitement is important, and I, I don't want to kill that. So don't worry about it. Um, Especially since I might have some naysays to throw in there, and I didn't. I wanna, love I, it. I didn't oh, want to. Don't worry, you know, we'll, we'll destroy them. Go ahead. No, it's yes, fine. Yes, exactly. So, as an initial impression, I loved the intro to the film. I really, it brought me in solid. Pattinson's killing it. Uh, ev everybody's killing it. And like Mickey said on his TikTok, I have a new favorite Batmobile now. Like. There's no mm -hmm. doubt in my mind that, that that machine scares the shit out of anybody going near it. Uh, and and I want to see more of it, and I want to see it slightly morph, but not much. Just just add a few elements to give it maybe the full Batmobile feel, but yeah. maybe a little bit more intimidating. But yeah, the gadgets as well, but leave the rest alone. Um, Jeffrey Wright is the star of this film, in my opinion. I loved his performance as Gordon... So mm -hmm. perfect, so on par with just the way I always wanted to see Gordon on screen. I always wanted him to be like against the cops who were corrupt and just constantly helping Batman, even though he was acting like he wasn't. It was per it was perfect. Uh, I will give that to this film. The relationship between the two of them is what kept me going. The pacing, which was mentioned, drove me insane. This movie was the Lord of Ring, Lord of the Rings of the DC universe, uh, other than the Snyder Cut thing. That I'm sorry, did you say something negative? Because <clears> I'm only I did. Here. So, other than the Snyder Cut, this is the <laughs> longest pointless DC movie made. Period. They did not need three hours. I could have made the same thing with the same impact in two. 
Cut it down, guys. Cut it down. This does not. Like I said, I sat there. I sat there for the last twenty minutes. This is no. I'm telling you, I felt worse. I I felt worse in the Snyder cut. But this, in the last twenty minutes of this movie, I was like, "Is it gonna end?" Like, okay, I get it. He's walking slowly through the water. That's great. I already know he did it. I don't need these long dramatic shots to to drive home points that were already made. Was it beautiful? Yes. Did it need it? It wasn't like looking at a waterfall, though. It wasn't like I could sit there and just take it in. It was like, it's beautiful. I wrong waterfalls. I'm, I'm, I loved it. I, I'm saying waterfalls are something I, I can sit there and the watch. But I now, say you could you could have turned like 10 minutes. These are my these are my my criticisms. It. Right. And I and I agree. But these are just my criticisms. I have a ton of positive things to say. Oh. I am not going to rate this movie badly, but I'll, I'll, I love let me criticism. let me put it this amazing. way. Uh if I were to put it somewhere on the Batman scale, because now we have a pretty good scale to, to weigh these these live-action movies on, it's above, you know, Batman and Robin forever, The of course, the turd thing that was Adam West. It's way above all those. But it's somewhere in the, like, Batman Begins era for, like, area for me. It's not Dark Knight. It's not... And, and I'm, the Joker isn't the Batman movie, but that caliber I would still put up there... So it's, I don't know, it's good. I love the crime drama aspect of it. I will watch it again. It is probably going to grow on me, but I've only watched it once. So what's interesting about what you're saying, and, and I, I, I completely get where you're, where you're coming at, and I'm not going to touch on, um, but, but the way you just rated it with the movies is kind of exactly where I am with it. I don't want to compare this to The Dark Knight, and I'm not saying that there are some parts of this that were just spot on favorite moments that would be that would rival over the dark knight but the dark knight was a a sequel and it was the it was it was evident that christopher nolan could do a make a good movie batman begins and make it an even better movie with the dark Knight. so i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you there because i said this exact same thing to, to bats mcskelly before the show this sets up for a beautiful sequel. I will not disagree with you guys. Oh, exactly, Both said that. Exactly. This sets up for a movie that will definitely hit a bar right. that I'm and, expecting. And that or it won't, would be and I'll be mad. Rivals. You know? yes. right, right. And that one that sequels would rival it. And I think that's the thing. Like Everyone's like, oh, this is better than The Dark Knight. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the first movie. I, wouldn't, I don't want to compare it. Now, if the next The Batman sequel... Um, if, well, I don't even know how you'd say uh, the Batman or, you know, however they want to say it. Um, if it's better than this movie, then I would say it could rival The Dark Knight. I don't compare films in that way. Like, well, I, I mean, I, I'm just, saying, I'm, no, I'm just saying for me. No, I'm just saying for me. Like, I get what you guys are doing and I understand it and I see, like, why you would tear them like that. I My brain can't... I can't wrap my brain around rating movies against movies. I've just never, I've just never done that before, and and so I can never like grasp the concept. So it's like, like listening y'all have this conversation is actually nice. I'm just like, oh okay, that's great. Like this is why you guys, for me, this movie is by itself in my book. Like okay, of course I can look at this and then look at like Keaton's and be like, obviously cinematography is obviously the direction. Ob- you know what I mean? Like obviously, you know what I mean? You could do, you could do those things. But right. for me, I'm still Keaton was like my guy, so it's like that's still that's a nostalgic. I I can still go back and watch that and enjoy it and be like, oh my gosh, I probably see some stuff that I didn't realize and some jokes that I didn't you know know. But for me, 
growing up in film, this film gave me something that the other ones haven't given me. And I think that's how I look at it. Not to say that like it's one's worse or the other one's better and things like this. It's just that I got something out of this that was refreshing and new and and made me like Batman again. Cause for a while I couldn't stand him because we got the same story over and over again with a different actor and a different director. And I was just like, I'm supposed to care. Now that this billionaire I wanna, his parents. I wanna I wanna bring up two things. One, I have to love the fact that they found a way to get the white eyes into the bat suit by having Pattinson at an angle mm -hmm. looking away and the whites of his eyes gave that appearance for a moment. I was like, oh, they found a way to do it without digitizing him, which I thought was neat because it's always yeah. supposed to be his eyes because he's, when he's, you know, in the animated series, he's still, you know, you can see his eyes moving like they're, they're animated. The Deadpool effect. Yeah. Right. Um, but they managed to do it in live action, which is just crazy to me. I loved his armor. I thought that the fact that he was kind of tiny and scrappy made something different about this Batman. But to that well, effect, specifically, that is state skinny. But what about things about it? This is the yeah. thing that I've noticed. There's only one Batman that's ever actually been the Batman from the animated series on screen because the rest of them are skinny, tiny guys. Ben Affleck is the only true big hulky mm -hmm. Batman we've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I liked him in the suit. Cause I was like, that's the animated Batman on screen. Yeah. He was, because when you watch the phantasm, which we're about to talk about the, even as Bruce Wayne, he body yeah. checks people like no problem. He's just like, I'm yeah. a linebacker. Boom. You know, yeah. but Pattinson struggles in the upper body department and really struggled with taking people down. Um, unless it was like his legs or his gadgets. And I liked that. I, I it was a scrappy, version i don't know That's one complaint i have about this film <gasps> one complaint and I, it's just the thing because it, it it was the one thing that did take me out of this that bad suit i love that suit it's beautiful like it's beautiful like i want like i want my big head in one of those cowls like it's just it's just a beautiful um it's a beautiful mask and it's a beautiful suit but the amount of close contact high caliber shots from bullets from large caliber guns that he gets and he just takes it like it's nothing like he's hit with shotguns he's hit with handguns that's weird i love uh, I that think <laughs> like i'm sitting there like what is he wearing that makes him have like and and then and then when he did when he did when he did the um the base jumping from the uh from the building i love that mm -hmm. but the amount of force that he hit the top of the um, or the, the under part of the overpass mm -hmm. and then the thing and then landed on the ground with the velocity that he was going. I'm sitting there going, he should be dead. Except that was no. a real stunt. That was a real person. Yeah. I mean, but I, I don't, I mean, I, I look at it like this, like we can believe that this man can dress up in a suit and take down people, but we don't believe that he would, he would reinforce the suit in ways that he would need it. I also, because, because we all like Iron Man and we accept that he doesn't liquefy in the suit at two G's you know what I mean? or you know, at 20 so G's. I, like, so we, so we accept just, some things, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? And, but for me, it's just one of those things where it's like, this is, this is, this is year two. And you can see that the mechanics aren't worked out. Like if this was like year 15, Batman, he wouldn't have crashed after jumping. Also his, I love that his cape turned into like the jumper, like his cape, like his cape, like, and it's like, and so yep. it sees you. You see that he has like these foresight, but he just doesn't go as far as he needs to go. Because if he went as far as he needs to go, 
the shotgun wouldn't put him on his ass like he's dead. Sorry, but it wouldn't it wouldn't put him down. PG thirteen. You can say ass shit. Oh, okay. Go nuts. And so like like the, the the shotgun wouldn't put him down if he you know if there was a chink somewhere literally in that armor. Um, I think it I think it can withstand things. Yeah, I but just I don't mean, think wasn't could, there like know. a couple where he got hit in the head? Yep. Like, and it was like a, it was like I mean you could tell it was like a loose cow. Like it wasn't like a. I'm sitting there going, I want that, I want that material. Okay, but in like, the animated series, this is the animated series live action. That's what I figured out about this movie. It's mm-hmm. okay. He jumped through flaming gasoline explosions and his car was fine. And again, I'm just saying uh, it know. kind of took no, me but out. I'm also, I'm but once I understood, also, I was like, this dude could do anything. I'm okay. But I just feel it. like, yeah, but I just feel like there's material that can withstand certain things. And I'm not saying that it's like. I'm just saying Did it's you possible. you imagine the concussion that he was going through? Yo, listen, he was dying until he did that adrenaline thing at the end. Like, guy was gone. Like, he was dying. He was, he was passing And then he spends two days in the dome with no medical attention, just helping people. But we know that Alfred is something, you know? So he gets taken care of in some type of way. And there's no telling what the other lady does. I liked not good. knowing how that was going to go. I liked how they turned the Alfred relationship just slightly in a way that I was like, okay, this is nice. This is new. Yeah. I did want to mention this. There is no way they can talk about a Batman movie. There has to be a mention of his parents in pretty much all of them because it's kin to his character. It's not like Spider-Man. We talked about this, how you could literally drop even, you know, I know they did this again in Far From Home, but or not Far From Home, but No Way Home, where they still did, did the Uncle Ben trope, but they luckily made it more interesting, but they still don't have to do that next time. If they do a fourth iteration of Spider-Man, there'd be no need to do it. They could just go to spectacular Spider-Man or something. But with Batman, it'd be like not telling Superman was from Krypton. It would be, you know, it would be weird. It wouldn't work for the character. So I'm glad that they toned it down, but still the anniversary thing is such an important piece. Right, but I love, but I love like, my, my biggest thing with Batman is we always see the alley. We always see the traumatized kid. We never see the assailant's face. We always see the pearls in the water. It's just like, I, it's like, do we not have other images that we can show? Like, do we, so for me, this, this film was like I said, a breath of fresh air to see this kid, like at 30, like literally five years younger than me, like in my age bracket to see like, that's how I would react. I would probably, I probably wouldn't be well adjusted even at 30, especially if my butler is taking care of me. Not to say that my butler wouldn't care about me, wouldn't love me, but it's not the same as your parents. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't hit the same. I, w- I was like, I would be moody. I would, and then if I had all this money at my, you know, tell them what I would have created and became, if I had all this, you know what I mean? So it was just. And you're alone all the time because you're a loner, you're right? reclusive. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm isolated, things like that. You build hot rods in your basement. Exactly, because I read a lot. You know, I do these things. I'm like, I do these oh, things. So, oh, but... let's talk about the reading a lot. I like that you mentioned that. So this yeah. Batman was a detective. Loved it. I was like, finally. We've never actually had that. No, no, we, they tried like, to give finally. us that with the Dark Knight a little. Oh, Lord, I'm going to do the special metal bullet thing. And I was like, cute. But that's not a detective. That's the computer doing the work. Exactly. Get out there and sort through some paperwork, my friend. Because, again, in the animated series or even the, the original comics, and I'm talking like the 30s, 40s comics, the dude was shuffling papers, like trying to figure things mm-hmm. out. And I just hats off to Matt Reeves for doing that. And I that. like that he has like nice technology, but it still kind of seems kind of like old school. 
schooly Clunky. in a way. You know, what I'm, mm. you know, like it's not as streamlined as like we know him to be. So like again, oh, like yeah. all these beginning, all these beginnings, because you know who he becomes, right? Okay. But we never get to see him go through what he needs to go through to become what we know he's going to become. So like it was just, it's, it's. I don't know. It was just great to watch. But I will say this though. I, I know people were probably upset that you know. Paul Dano wasn't in a green jumpsuit with with question marks all over his body in a cane, but I, cause to me this film was like an origin story for everybody, mm-hmm. yep. right? So it was like an opening for, for for Batman, Bruce Wayne. It was for Catwoman, Riddler, Gordon, uh, Penguin. Uh, rest in peace, Falcone. But um, <laughs> but um, and Tatura killed these, it, of course. Oh my gosh! Come on. The moment I hear his voice, I'm like, "Ooh, he's amazing!" Like the moment he speaks, I'm just like, "Oh my gosh!" Just brilliance. Um, he reminded me like of the a... Rounders character in this movie, where he kind of brought that sleaze of that character back. Extremely, yeah. extremely, which you don't really see in movies anymore. But like, right. well, done, done right, done correctly, because he he did it very, very well. I love that this was like an origin for everybody, and everybody had space. Everybody, everybody, um, story was told, but it wasn't like overly done. I love the Riddler. I, I'm a huge fan because if you're putting this in like today's terms, he's literally what would be like a zealot who saw Batman on TV, got obsessed with him and saw him as a brother in arms. It was like, I need to do something to shake up not only this corrupt life, but to get his attention because we're doing the same thing. And like, I love that he's like, I love that they showed him giving up at the end, he like he was just like, all my plans is done and I'm done. And then, you know, Joker is like, everybody loves a comeback kid. And I believe we're going to, if they continue with Riddler, which I really hope they do, I don't want the Joker right now because I feel like it'll take over this this film. I would like to continue, maybe add another person in, but I would like to continue with the Riddler because I would love to Ooh. see his evolution. Who would you add? That So far, that's the main rogues gallery. Like... Mm-hmm. It's tricky. The other question was, I mean, and I it's like tricky, this, but you know. I feel like there's people you could add. Like sure, the Joker. Sure. I feel like the Joker could be like somebody in the background because he's really good at pulling strings. He's really good at getting people to think they're doing it of their own accord, but it's actually his plan. Hugo so Strange. I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind Hugo Strange. Oh yeah. I'm just trying but to think of characters know. that could add no, 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 to yeah, the yeah, Batman without going overly supernatural because this seems no, no, no. like a yeah, pretty grounded world still and yeah. so uh you wouldn't want to go with like croc or even freeze would be tricky but if they did freeze well i mean freeze you'd have to rethink it you'd have to rethink well, freeze it like, could literally start off as like captain cold in a way you know what i mean like, yeah you wouldn't that's get, true you wouldn't you wouldn't get that massive the first time because i feel like everybody it's kind of it kind of reminds me of like marvel <laughs> ironically enough where um, Thor says that, like, um, Fury tampering with the Tesseract let the world know, let the universe know that Earth was like was ready for a higher form of war. And I feel like in this universe, seeing Batman do what he does, seeing him in this cow, not knowing who he is, opens up for all these other characters to be like, huh. Right, it, it, it starts... You the, know what you I mean? know, But even it in the Joker, the... or even in the Batman Nolan series, they talk about how... He starts the ball rolling. Like, well, are you yeah. sure not? They're not here because of you, dude. Um, 
So another one I thought, Black Mask, of course, Gangster, so that'd be great. Add um, that's another good one. Harley Quinn could be a good addition on her own, away from Joker. And I'm, I'm talking about a different Harley Quinn, too, not Margot's Harley, a different Harley. No, no, no. I'd like to sure. see her as like a, like somebody in Arkham, like like, like we get a passing right, like right. like reference. Of no offense Harley to Quinzel. anybody right, in right, the yeah. Suicide Squad or anything like that. I don't want any of those. We want pieces. almost two parallel worlds, in my opinion. Yes. I think it'd be kind of cool. I mean, because you know? I, but honestly, Matt Reeves said that Matt Reeves said that this is not connected to. Right. The, and it's the, not but, okay. The Bat or Batgirl's coming out, and it's still part of the DCEU. Yeah. Which is but, highly but, disappointing. That, so this is what cracks me it up is. about this is because like especially when since she's black and Gordon and I'm just like why wouldn't you that's Jeffrey Wright's yeah. daughter come on guys this is like, easy what are we doing? just rebranded like, a little let's just unless, do it unless the multiverse they, they might it's a multiverse or maybe unless they might they might use her they can use the same actress but still still do something different with her or something like that but what yeah. were you going to say Mr. no Bell? but uh, but I'm saying like like with, with the Christopher Nolan Batman uh, the Batman Begins Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises um, one of the things that always bothered me was that Christopher Nolan said, "This is its own thing. It's separate from anything else. Like we're not gonna, we're not gonna play in that." And I was really disappointed because I hoped that Christian Bale would have been the Batman that we would have had into, you know, we would have seen like Superman and everything else into. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, after everything that's happened with the DCEU, I feel like one of the things that the DC movies has going for it is kind of self preservation and just keeping mm-hmm. itself away from everything else mm-hmm. and joker did I, the same I, thing. I hope the batman doesn't exactly i i feel like i feel like there are so many different like earths with the with the comic books and we have seen in batman even before they did like the new 52 and everything else like the dc comics they went they went all in with you know you know other worlds or else worlds and and you had all of these other iterations of things let's just have a whole bunch of standalone stuff and then if we find something that kind of works, kind of slowly integrate, we do not need another, we don't need a DCEU or a, a DC version of the MCU until they I can mean, they really figure that. it out. Right. But with that. Discovery taking over, it might get to that point where they need time to just make good movies. So, I mean, at this point, I kind of, I mean, I, I really agree with you on that because I've talked to my brother about this, even though I'm pretty sure he tired, he tired of me talking about it. But, um, I'm sure he is. But I'm talking about this because I feel like they missed a golden opportunity. If they really wanted to be, if Warner Brothers really wanted it to be like the Marvel, like the MCU, they they had a great opening with Man of Steel. They could have taken Man of Steel and, and expanded that universe, but they really wanted to get the Justice League together for some odd reason. Because Avengers Nolan, made money. That's I why. Know. It's the and only they, reason they, why. But the only reason Avengers made money is because of all the standalone movies. And we all said it. this at the time. When Man of Steel came out, I was like, okay, this is dark or whatever. I had my problems with it, but I was okay with it I because they could it. just, they could add more, to, but it would be it fine. Going. They could they keep can, it going. I was expecting exactly. them to even do a Come new on. Green Lantern, something. Come on. But they Come didn't on. do anything with it. Right, they just they went. They were just, just like, "Oh, like, uh, we made a Superman movie, so no Batman versus put Superman." I'm like, put the group together. Let's do this. This, this, do a thing. And it's like it was just like weird. Yeah. So, but I feel like to miss the Marvelites' um, point is just that at this point, I agree. Standalone films are the way to go. But if you get somebody that comes in like Matt, like Matt Reeves, who has probably a vision for what he wants, and with the success of the Batman. I'm like, okay, let let him do like what he needs to do, but protect him at all costs too. Like, 
We don't. He needs a Kevin Feige Mark. though if he's going to do it. Listen, don't he does. don't let he, don't he let does. Reeves don't let Matt Reeves do it. Have a Feige. Have a producer that knows what they're and doing. And that's the biggest issue yeah. with Warner right. Brothers is they don't have a singular person. Right. Now that's it sounds like, like this no. Discovery wants that. Yeah, but who? Nice. Yeah. Feige, the John, reason it worked. <laughs> sure. The reason it worked for Feige, and I know Marvel, you guys both know this, but I'm just going to put it out there for the audience, mm -hmm. that he has been producing films since the X-Men. And so he's been with Marvel since they started making high budget films. So he's mm -hmm. he knows how to do them and then started to figure out how to integrate them over time with the comics as a but, as a roadmap. But here's the thing. So here's like, the thing, though, and this is this is kind DC of DC doesn't even I, have that. So, but DC's no, almost DC's at that place where it can happen because if you think about it, okay, so 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 Marvel had this point where they they went bankrupt because they they were they were about to be sold out because um, the guy who was in charge who had bought who had bought Marvel took them public and then pocketed all of the money from the stock sales, and so when it was time to cash in. Marvel had no 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 like financial state stability, no equity, and so Perlmutter and um, and Avi Arad got together, and Perlmutter footed the bills through Toy Biz, which is why um, Marvel Studios was created in the first place because Marvel Studios had been wanting or Marvel had wanted for years to make movies. Stanley, everything was crap, <laughs> and 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 then all of a sudden um, they started like working with with Fox. They started working with Sony. And the biggest frustration Marvel had was these movies, we, we know what would be great because we are the keepers of the stories. We are giving them the suggestions. The studios are not listening. And now no. these are not getting well received and they're blaming us. We need to take this over, which is when they took over and they, they created Marvel Studios. We are, we are seeing that with- And then three years like, later, they sold to Disney because they were doing so well. <laughs> Well, the Disney just like just. I know. Well, Disney, <laughs> Disney got so much money. You you kind of don't say no to Disney at this point. Like if and Disney honestly, comes to you and is like, I want to buy you out, you're gonna be like, because they're gonna overpay best. you too. That's the thing. No, because exactly, they can make it back. Right. They can make it back. Exactly right. But for exactly. creative freedom's sake, what, what Disney has done for Marvel in giving them carte blanche when it comes to deciding their stories, um, and 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 allowing Marvel Entertainment to be what it is, and giving Kevin Feige keys to the kingdom is something that has never been seen for before with studios and that's what that's what wb I needs don't, to understand i don't think it's gonna work again i don't think it's gonna work either I, i'm no, telling you i think they, this was like a perfect yeah. storm kind of thing and i think film needs to get back to its roots to some degree and i like this idea of singular mm -hmm. dc films there's so many stories in the dc universe that are amazing that don't need to be told Honestly, out yeah. of one movie I, yeah. maybe two you I, could yeah. do like a part one part two where, yeah, where part are those two. movies yeah 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 you know, yeah, anyway, yeah. I anyway. said that though. I said that DC should stay with a standalone and don't try to do an extended Agreed. universe. I, I like what both of you are saying because it's possible. Yeah. And if I'm proven no, no, wrong, sure. great. But, but not, I don't see it. I don't know. But again, like I'm saying, is I'm saying it's possible, but I'm not pushing for a, a universe for DC because we've seen what's happened, especially when it comes to casting. Because I feel like Marvel has done really good about building their casts as well, and the cast kind of keeps keeps mostly out of trouble. <laughs> but but WB like there's they made some, some bad, bad decisions seeds, about who they put man. in leadership. It's just they got some it's, bad seeds, man. Uh. I I think that because I don't know I think that the problem is that Marvel had already kind of gone through and hired all the actors, and then when DC was left, they were like, who can we hire? And they were like, well, that kid and this kid and 
that didn't I think, work. I think, I think, no, but they could have, but I really feel like, I feel like Marvel, because Marvel is so secretive in what they do, and Disney is such a big, like, company, I feel like they background the heck out of people. Like, they find stuff that, like, they wouldn't even know. Well, they, they fired Gunn just for a couple of comments were, from 10 years ago. Like, no, yeah. really, you know, but I just feel like, but I just feel like they really do background checks and they're like, okay, well, this is what we'll do if this comes out. And this right. is what we'll do if that comes out. And I feel like WB doesn't do that. They were just like, no, Disney like, has a room of lawyers that do that. They're yeah, like, okay, if I, yeah. somebody, if a person yeah. has this come out, here's the scenario. This is what we do. This right. is what we do, and then we'll do this. And I, and honestly, you need that if you're going to have multiple people, multiple movies, multiple. You need that type of order. And I feel like the WB doesn't have order at all. Okay, I have, I have, I have a theory, and this is this is what happens. I think you're absolutely correct about the fact that that Marvel has kind of taken up the when it comes to the casting and stuff, and then the people who don't want to do let's say like comic book movies are they're they're being worn because of people like you know what's his face uh uh scorsese and stuff like that but here's here's the thing marvel had recently come out with a um a statement where they said that they were no longer going to be pushing the contracts like they were and we do know that like um uh, elizabeth olsen has gotten a contract for like multiple films and and shows and stuff like that but if you consider the fact that barry connick just did or Kogan, Barry Kogan, just did Druid yeah. for Eternals, mm-hmm. and we see him in the Batman with 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 DC. I am I am I am I'm very like sure that especially since it kind of started with with James Gunn, um, they were going to hire him back pretty quickly because Feige got involved, but they waited as long as they could because Feige allowed like Feige was all for Gunn going off and working for DC. Because he's been on record before saying, if DC makes good movies, all it does is make things better. We want more. He doesn't want to see that. anything flop. Nothing should flop. Exactly. Right. And so, and so for him, I really feel like Kevin Feige has gone to the point of where he's almost like my patron saint of just awesomeness, and he is. He's he, gonna get a little dashboard, hoping, Kevin Feige. Yeah, he's like he's, <laughs> he's my co-pilot, and so you have this 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 opportunity that I think he's intentionally leading the the the, the trend that they don't keep exclusivity on their directors and actors anymore, so that they can go over and do these roles. So um, we've so, spent almost an hour on the Batman, <laughs> and and so just and just DCEU Marvel stuff because that's what we do. We should just have. A but episode. I have one last question that somebody asked in the. In the chat that I liked and I want to make sure we ask this question. Who should play Bat or Robin to Batman if they do a Robin in this the Batman verse? I say this, if they decide to do Dick Grayson, which from being honest, no film has really touched on Dick Grayson. They've they've whispered it, they've, you know, was like, oh, they call me Robin and different things like that, but they've never really like hmm. Really Forever in Batman I mean, and Robin is Dick Grayson, and they go into his background a little bit, I but mean, he's but cheesed out hard. He's not as badass so. as he should exactly. be. Exactly, he's not as smooth say, as he I should be. I was just about to say it's Forever in right. Batman and Robin, so it's like what I, you know, I don't really. I, no, no, you're right. It, that's the only treatment he's ever been given you in know, live like, action. And I and it's feel terrible. like I feel like if they decide to do Dick Grayson as Robin, which I re- I would prefer, I would really want them to do that because I just feel like. If we're going to do the start of his life, the start, you know, it's it's Dick Grayson. I would want um, um, uh, 
uh, Dylan O'Brien to be Dick Grayson. Oh, you're talking about the actor. I was just saying, which Robin would you want? Oh, I want Dick Grayson. Sorry. Okay. No, no, you're good. Now we, we have more Fantastic. information. So, yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Mr. Marvelite, which Robin would you prefer, if any? Yeah, you, I would definitely you may say no start, Robin. I would definitely want to start with... Um, with um with Dick Grayson and what I thought would be interesting is um Aiden Gallagher, um number five from Umbrella Academy. Like I think he, he I think he would I do a good that. job. I get that. So I think it should either be Jason Todd or it should be uh, Tim Drake. No, it should be Jason Todd, and here's why it should be Jason Todd, because this the Batman would do all sorts of crazy things to the Joker if Jason Todd uh, came up dead. And I think that that would be a hell of an intro scene so that we know that ba that Robin's been around and we can literally just do the Red Hood with this, the Batman. I think that would be interesting, but that's just me. Um, I get that. I the other one would be, though. why not just twist the story a little bit and have it be uh, Damien, except Damien is Catwoman's son instead or something. No, no, we still need the, we need the League of... I know, or you could just go with Damien and then that's your way to give the League of Assassins background story. Like, you could just here's your kid, dude. Because he's yeah. been gone. He went and trained. He had, to, this Batman had to train. He didn't learn all this. Not Joseph Gordon-Levitt is yeah. Nightwings. Let's roll it! They tried that. It failed. <laughs> yeah, see, I it wanted to fail, see it that. It never continued. He should have been honestly, Dick Grayson. He would have been Honestly, as much as I love uh, JGL, because <laughs> I do, I'm a fan been a fan since they're they're rock with son um he would i think he would have been a good a really good i was really liking the direction they were going with his character and then they just seemed to drop it they were just like ah, you know, you know we got they was like we got joker and stuff so the do the dark knight rises was like nolan's afterthought because it wasn't the story he meant to i know it wasn't a story he wanted so yeah, no. you know i i think grayson probably would have had more in um and, Would he uh, know? The Dark Knight. I don't know. Because he wasn't even established until The Dark Knight Rises. Like, the the Robin was a nod. Nolan was never going to put Robin in the movie. That yeah, was he never was even never going to do it. I don't so. think he... I don't think it... Yeah, I don't what think if, what if they would have done Todd in The Dark Knight Rises if it would have been... A continuation with I think that's what they were trying to do with DCU that we saw that Jason Todd died, but... I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. DCU is like, such But that's what I'm saying for me. Jason Todd... Was, was that Jason Todd or was that just the franchise like there? <laughs> Thank you. Touche. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so I think we should rate this film, and we have two other films to cover, and I do want to give them their fair shake. Um, yeah, I'm going to be real yes. quiet during the mask, like, mask of the phantasm. So, but yes, because we, we're going to get through that quick, so it's fine. Did you not watch it? Oh, I watched it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did a whole review on it, on Letterboxd. I thought it was a good review. Anyway. Was it? I thought it was. Maybe I didn't pay enough attention. I nice. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and rate, review, not review, but rate the Batman. Uh, why don't we start with Mr. Marvelite? Oh, uh, nine. Solid nine. Um, ten as a kid. Uh, I love this. I love the dark aspect. I also, and I, I didn't even say this, uh, I loved the, the the tasteful elements of this. I mean, this was a PG-13 film, and they had the opportunity to go to rated R, but they didn't. Now, my, mind you, I'm not going to have my seven-year-old watch this for a while, but I will say this. When they went to the 44 Below Club, um, and you could see that there was a stripper on the pole. They mm -hmm. they chose to blur that out, not because oh we got to keep it PG thirteen. I think it was actually tastefully done. Like you know, there's criminal elements, and that was just like a set piece. It didn't have to be there. 
but they did it in a way where it wasn't like the focal point because I think a lot of people, oh, there's, you know. Yeah, you know how to expose this woman to tell yeah, the story. Yeah, but, but like, <laughs> it, 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 they, they were, they were, they were, they were specific on certain things, but then they were also, they kind of like just brought things out and, and like toned things out in certain ways. And I thought it was classically done. So definitely a nine. I, I, I love this film and I'm going to be watching it a whole lot. All right. And um, I'm going to be doing some Rudy videos. So don't worry about it. Are you going to start a whole nother account called Mr. DCite? Mr. Batmanite? <laughs> just That's checking. That's all he cares about. He just cares about Batman. He doesn't care about DC. <laughs> just, just, just Mr. Batite. Should I just right. call myself just like Mr. Batmite? Or why not just yeah. the Bat? The, the Bat. I'm the, the biggest bat fan. <laughs> Batmite. I think it should be the Batmite. The Bat fan? Oh, yeah. Well, wasn't Batmite the, Bat the interdimensional being that was like a huge Batmite's a thing. thing. Batmite's a thing. Yeah. Uh, Black Girl Marvel, what is your rating of the Batman? I give the Batman a t- uh, 9.5. <laughs> I thought you were joking. I knew you were. <laughs> yeah. uh, I give it a 9.5. I love this film. I, like I said, it, it gave me it gave me what I was missing and some stuff I didn't know I needed. And so I'm excited to see the growth in Batman since we never get to see that. We only get to see him being amazing. And I get it. Batman Begins does give him a start, but he's still a grown ass man learning kung fu and to master his demons i it's this was a breath of fresh air and like i said it revitalized my love for batman because for a while he was going the way of lady gaga so much saturation i didn't care it was just too much it was just like i needed you to disappear for a while and then come back, but this 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 was something. And like Gaga, he came back strong, right? You feel me? And this was something. This was something new on the palette, man. Oh, like like Hannah said, Colin Farrell. Let me just add this in. Oh yeah. Colin Farrell was freaking amazing. I feel like he once they put the prosthetics on him and all that type of stuff. I felt like he was Oz, Oswald Cobblepot. I feel like. He became this character, and I feel like he had so much fun. Um, Mr. Snippet. Yeah, so I do want to discuss the fact that they took a skinny actor and fattened him up when they could have just hired a fat actor. I was here. <laughs> I'm a fat guy. Here's right? my thing. Here's, here's I got fat my... everywhere. I'm not saying here's hire my... me, but I'm saying there are what good actors. There are good Listen. actors that are fat Listen. and that can act like Weird. De Niro because that I'm was sorry. him doing a De Niro impression. <laughs> it, was. it was him doing a De Niro impression the whole movie. And he did a good job. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. But here's my thing. I'm fat too, and I would love to be in these films. All right, we all fat. We all want to be in these films. But sometimes I, think, I figure like, and I want to believe this, that they picked the right actor for the job regardless of Oh, yeah, his, no, no. But they could have put a fat suit on De Niro, and I would have believed the Penguin just as much. But I don't think De Niro... A little too, little too old to for this. the. I know. A little too, yeah, little I mean, too old. just a smidge. And I would also like to just throw up because I forgot about this. One of my favorite scenes of that movie, this <laughs> is crazy, but is when they're interrogating the penguin and Jeffrey Wright's like, open your eyes. That's like my favorite part. It's so much acting in that moment. It's so much 
it's such a masterclass watching that scene and watching him. It was just like amazing. I was in a theater like I'm I'm watching. My eyes are open. Like I was like okay. I have a final criticism that I've remembered that I had. Uh, and yes, yeah. I think the acting across the board was good. If I gave it to anybody to be like the one that I think could have done better, and everybody's well, going to disagree with me, is I thought Zoe Kravitz was okay. She was okay. Whatever. That said, uh, the fact that the same music was used time and again throughout the movie drove me freaking insane. Well, his theme song? So there's it's the theme the song is one thing. That's fine. The Something is in the way worked really well in the beginning of the film, but when you used it the second time, I'm like, you took away the meaning from it the first time, which was letting me in. And I think the motif of the song does work for Batman because it is an interesting song and it definitely deals with that kind of guttural side of things but don't use it twice and the Ava Maria song was used three times laziness let's use other songs or just have somebody write a little score to go in there but don't just keep giving me the same crap it bugs me listen if I were Batman I would have a soundtrack that I would be playing while I'm fighting people and I would that's Lego Batman over and over again yes that's Lego Batman I mean okay I just want to say this and then we can like get to your rating and then we can like move on I just want to say because you because you brought up the you brought up the music thing and it's so it triggered something in me mm -hmm. but like because my thing is is I looked at this film as not like a typical like uh and it's just me I'm not saying this to be like you're wrong or anything because I I enjoy your point of view but for me I liked that some of the music I liked that the music was used over again because I felt like it's telling a story within that story. So I feel like the music has just as much to do with like the plot and the storyline and the scenes than anything else. And so, cause to me, it's just like how they reuse shots. You know what I'm saying? Like they reuse shots because it's like a through line. It's like a, it's like a, it's, it's, it's telling But it doesn't, like you're not together. trusting your, you're not trusting your audience if you do that though. Those extra shots that, like, I, I hate, you know how I feel. So, no, like, I do, I do. In, in, in Insidious, when they, like, had to flash back to the same thing we saw 10 minutes ago to drive home the point that we already knew, I, I feel like I'm being spoon-fed, no, and I it pisses that. me off. So no, the music didn't... I don't, think they, didn't, I don't, I don't feel know. like they were driving home points. I just felt like, I felt like they were, like, I don't know, like, sinking things, maybe. And, but that's how I looked at it. Then I, I'm just saying like that's how I looked at it, and I, I actually enjoyed that that aspect of it. No, for sure. But I think the the element that I think about it, if I'm going to try to put really put my finger on it, is to me music is a form of growth in a film. So like you hear music mm -hmm. change as the character changes, and we see Bruce and Batman change dramatically throughout this film. He he embodies Batman by the end of the film. So uh, that song doesn't really fit anymore. He sh it should have been something. Mm -hmm. Different. It doesn't have to be uplifting. Nothing about the soundtrack should have been uplifting, other than like you know, presence or power like we get from that really intense, you know, right. you know, monotonous sound that we get from his soundtrack. I love it, but that would have fit better than something in the way I think. And that's just for me. Like music is a huge part of the. Growth we should have gone to smells like that's Teen all. Spirit. That really weirdly would have worked better. In a strange way, not that anyone loved it, but like, any of the other Nirvana like, songs. With the lights watching. out, it's less dangerous. Because, like, I feel like even though he, I, I feel like even though he, is it possible for somebody to grow in a week, in a night? I don't think he grew that. I don't. I don't think he grew that much. So to me, the music, he's he's still the music. He, I feel like he's still that piece, hmm. and it might be to show that he, even though there's some growth, there's still more to do. So that music is to show that like, even though he's. 
it's like it's like a it's like a, a, a like like aloha like like hello and goodbye like same word same thing but you know I have to like, watch I, the movie again now. This is driving me nuts. You guys have made it, so I have to go watch it like right now. I like want to no, stop the show this. and I want to go reanalyze the whole film and with that's all the of this. Study, in life, folks, so. we're gonna go ahead and go watch the Batman again. Yeah, you guys. We're gonna have a watch party. Ooh, okay, no, but it's three hours. Right? No. It's a three-hour movie, and I do work in the morning. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, I do have to get the pre-review loaded, so I jacked that up. So if you guys could no, what's your uh, Because that's not a problem. No, oh, rating. Did you rate it? You didn't. I didn't. Rate. I didn't. And right now, with a revision possibly in mind, it's a seven. I'm not mad at it. That means you'll still watch it again. Oh, it's a solid seven. Oh. Seven is solid. Seven is... I Please watch it. I would tell anybody to How watch it. How many times have you watched this film? Once. What? Oh, that's the problem. I can tell you he watched it I will it tell once. you something. I liked it the first one I watched. I watched it on my birthday with my patron... Um, patrons. And... Um, Your patron patrons? I like that. Patreon yeah. patrons. I guess... I don't... It's weird. Um, and enjoyed it. And... Then I turned around and watched it again, and then I watched it um, Friday night while I was doing some cleaning and stuff like that. And when I watched it that third time, it everything dawned on me, and I started honing in on like the stuff that was so suggestive. Mm-hmm. And it became see, it's kind of like that thing when you when you find out like somebody's been making videos and you like their videos, but then all of a sudden they put something in there that it then makes perfect sense after that last video and it like all ties together um you you realized all of the hints like it was it was well done and i love that and that's why i'm a nine um and it's a very high nine because like of that that specific purpose like it the way it was crafted was on on purpose even the slow parts that you can't stand I know it's, yeah. and it's it's not that I don't understand the idea of using slow mo in films to drive home a message. This is much like I had a problem with DMZ in that initial intro scene where they flipped mm-hmm. the lid and they stayed there. In this, when they flipped the camera, it's because the car, from our perspective, was upside down, so it worked. And as soon as he came comes out of the car, it flips back over. Those are the kinds of subtle things that can make the difference. So this movie did that right, but that. got too long on some of those shots. And it's not well, that I there's not that. to be given from those shots. I think they just, it's almost like, all right. Listen, Smitty, you know, I'm just going to tell you this right now. He may not be the Batman you wanted, but he's the Batman you need. <laughs> and he is the one I deserve. Um, so Definitely. seven, seven. And my kid self would have given this a 10, by the way. Uh, by the way. Oh yeah, kid. So I, you know, she was still she still believes in growth at, at twelve. So, um, so she gave this like a nine nine nine. Sean did work hard on this, so I'm gonna have to take us to black Yay. screen to get this loaded. So bear with me for just a second, but you can still talk. Uh, that you just won't see us. So, uh, here we go. Wait, what? They can hear us. Oh, the lights are out. What happened? <laughs> Hold on. They can hear the switch. Where did I oh. put it? Oh, maybe I won't be able to do it. Hold on. Twitch is I'm such a delay everyone. for me. I'm John. Like, I'm so weird. This week's like, pre-review. And then I'll see it on this screen. This week we have three incredible theatrical releases. We start off with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Hey, who turned out the name? Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That first one was... How's it going, everyone? We're back with this week's pre-review. This week I got a trio of films that look really good. And one of them I am super excited about. First up, we have Memory, starring Liam Neeson, which I know this will come as a shock. He plays an assassin who is out on a mission when 
you know, the tables get turned on him and he realizes something's not quite right and now he has to take out his employer. You know, we we know this has been done before, but it's Liam Neeson. He does it. He does it well. You don't change stuff when the sauce is perfect. These are always, you know, a toss-up as to whether they'll be good, but it's Liam Neeson, so I'll definitely check it out. This next movie... Green Ghost and Master of the Stone, I I don't know where to start. Danny Trejo, luchadors, martial arts, and an ancient power stone of some kind. Those, those words right there are enough to hook me. Watch this trailer. It looks like it's going to be so much fun. And finally, one that I am super excited for. Netflix is bringing us Samurai Rabbit, The Usagi Chronicles. This story is going to follow uh, Yuichi Usagi, who is a descendant of the great Miyamoto Usagi. I I really love the Usagi Yojimbo uh, universe. Their their comics have always been incredible, and for this to be brought to animated looks really good. Of course, he's going to have a great enemy. He's going to meet friends along the way, form a team. I am really excited for this. I'm really hoping my son enjoys it because I really want to watch it as well. All right, that's all we have this week, and I'll see y'all next time. And we're back with the real study. Lala likes to try to trip me up before we get back, but what she doesn't know is that she's muted when we come back, so I can oh. at, least, at least do my best to get it done. Um, that said... Don't ever, don't ever <laughs> mute Lydra Marvel. Don't do that. I know. I'm hilarious. <laughs> People need to hear this greatness. That said, we are going to move on to The Mask of the Phantasm, which it sounds like we're going to do a quick review because I don't think Lala enjoyed this film. That's okay. It is a short animated film, and it is one that Cell Phone Wallet Keys did bring up as one that he wanted us to do. Uh, so we went ahead and did it. Uh, I hadn't seen this movie since 94 or 5, something like that, on VHS or... VHS it would have been and I as I was watching the beginning I was like have I seen this have I seen this have I seen this I swear I've seen this and I got to the end I went oh yeah I've seen this so uh, definitely uh, a, a continuation of the Batman animated series which ran for four seasons uh, and this is the same ca whole cast of characters coming back uh, all the same act voice actors for every character uh, that is returning uh, including Mark Hamill as the Joker uh, so what what do you think of the Mask of the Phantasm there, Lala? Um, it was alright. Yeah, you know I mean, like, <laughs> um, it was okay. I this is a quintessential '90s animated style writing everything, and I I said in my review on Letterbox that um. It had like a 50s type of flair type of writing to it and um women weren't really respected in that time so I, or ever but really wasn't <laughs> in that time so i think my aversion to it was like, like i said i like the batman bruce wayne parts i never care for bruce wayne when he's in a relationship i never i that's never a focal for me so the fact that she was such a prominent part of his story i was just kind of like all right, is she gonna die or something? But then you find out that, like, spoiler alert, like she's the she's the mask of the phantasm, which to me was cool because with this fifty style of writing, you wouldn't put a woman in a position of power like that. You wouldn't have her be the one that one ups other men 
and honestly she's she's one-upping batman at this point because she's sneaking and disappearing and he can't find you know all this type of thing so i enjoyed that i just felt like i don't care if he loved this girl or not like punch somebody in the face i be batman or is i just didn't care about that i was just like Oh, he's in love. Is he gonna stop being Batman? But like, I, but like Mr. Marvite was talking about, I like the the correlation between this animated film and the Batman, where it was like they both were having like this internal struggle of like who I feel I should be and who the world thinks I should be type of deal. And so I liked that was nice a nice correlation between these films. But like I, you know, I could have deal without this one. You know what I mean? But it was it was good to watch it. It was good to add to the Batman, you know. Now you've seen them all, like you said. Now you, you you know, know. yeah, you know exactly. Even though I tried to watch this before and I fell asleep, so I'm with you. I can understand that. Kingy's brought it up. I was like, I don't know if I want to pick this one. I was like, but let's try it. I said, if it's for the show, I could probably get through it, and I did. I, I feel that way about some of our movies sometimes, and then weirdly, as I force myself, I'm pleasantly surprised, and I found that twice in the last couple months, and that's been interesting. Mr. Marvelite, your re-impression uh, of The Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, so like you, I watched it back when it was released on VHS. I had the white puffy, you know, clamshell case that they came in. That way they're trying to be like Disney. Um, and I got it for as a Christmas gift and wore the crap out of it because, of course, I was a huge uh, Michael Keaton Batman fan at the time. Um, and at that time, I did not appreciate the noir setting for it. Um, and I had just gotten into the Batman animated series and I didn't like how there were some things that just didn't fit in for me. Like it was the same characters, but like the, the hint toward the death of Joker and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. I felt like for an animated series that had just come out the year before, this was a little bit presumptuous as a movie. Um, but it was kind of cool seeing where he got the idea of getting the Batmobile and stuff like that. And, 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 you know, and those things. And this is definitely a, a Bruce Wayne Batman that um, we had flashbacks to him coming into that role and how he gathered the role of, of Batman um, and him struggling with the idea of whether he could be the Dark Knight or, you know, just go off and have a happy life, which thinking about it now kind of like bothers me because you know, Batman doesn't want a normal life. He's obsessed with this. It felt like in the Mask of Phantasm, Bruce Wayne is almost haunted by the promise that he made. And because of that, he's doing it out of duty that he can't, you know, stand by. And it was almost... Is he doing it out of duty or does the Mask of the Phantasm say he has to do it out of fate? Uh, See, I don't know. Because, like, when he's at the tombstone and he's struggling, he's like, can't I be happy... You know, can't you let no, me go? No, yeah, it's, it's like, no, Batman was driven to the point of where it's like, there is nothing else. You know, Batman is my is my persona. That he is gave up I on am. love a long time I ago. I am vengeance. I am exactly. the knight. Right, right, right. Exactly. I hear what you're with the idea that he, um, and that the idea that he, uh, with Andrea, that he could possibly turn his back on, maybe this is the end of Batman. That was a little too fast. So I think that the t- they can't the timeline I think is where it doesn't work. So this movie takes place in two different time periods, and they talk about how it's ten years almost, right? And so being ten years prior, that's pre-animated series, and so this we're all we're supposed to believe that this all happened before he became the Batman that we know, 
And I think that in a way they're trying to say it's a prequel. And they killed the Joker. Killed the Joker. They killed the Joker yeah. in Suicide Squad. They don't kill the Joker. They like, killed the Joker. Like they don't. You know, I. I well, Suicide Squad know. did kind of kill the Joker, but let's we're not going to talk about that. But in a different um, like studio way, like this is yeah. <laughs> this is still ambiguous. Like, is he dead? But we have to admit that that, that even Hamill in this film, he's able to shine a little brighter uh, as the Joker. And I do love oh, that yeah. they kind of went, hey, you remember that 89 Batman movie that we kind of based this whole series off of? Um, why don't we do the same thing and have him be a gangster, you know, that turned bad guy? And what I thought was weird was, did the Joker gas or like the, the vat of chemicals at, Ac at uh, Acme Chemicals or Ace Chemicals, sorry, not Acme, um, at Ace Chemicals, <laughs> um, make his mouth bigger? Because the Joker's smile when he was the gangster guy was just like a normal smile. But then in this, he's like teeth are huge. He looks like teeth from the Muppets. Like he's, you know. Yeah. It's weird. Am I crazy? Like, well, yeah, it's, it's kind of. It's, well, no, it's, it's it's exactly like what we saw in the Batman with with like that little glimpse of of the Joker there. Like the chemicals extremely altered him. You right. know, you know the Suicide Squad made some pasty and irritable. Um, you know, and and the cartoon, with missing teeth. It, it definitely you know gave him that 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 look. And it's just like with Michael Keaton with Mike or not with Michael Keaton with um with Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was altered and. You know, the final product after falling into the chemicals is what we got with him. And he's like, where do they get a hold? Where do they get a look at me? Yeah, it's like that. That's that's this Joker. And, it, you know, that's who he is. And I, I kind of like that. I love the mint. Like I do say I did like the mental part of it. Like he's crazy. He's staying at the World's Fair. You know, he, he he's definitely not established. The gadgets. This is yes. something that we've never gotten from our Joker in the movies. He's always got gadgets in the comics and in the animated series. He's that's what makes him powerful is he's thought these weird contraptions through and he's still kind of a genius. And in the original 89 Batman, we do kind of get the genius level Joker because he's mixing the chemicals and he's got, you know, he's prime Lord, essentially. But we don't get the gadgets still. And in fact, in that movie, they even talk about he doesn't have gadgets. And I'm like, but you have them, too. What's the problem here? So I, I would like to see that brought from the animated side over. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I still found this movie enjoyable. Uh, I still thought that this movie held up after this long. And I understand your aversion to the animation style of the, of the era, because this Lala was when they started doing digital animation overlays in order to make it look cooler. Mm -hmm. Very, you know, beauty in the beast style. Um, yeah. And I, I appreciate what they did, but it doesn't look good now it, it, at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it was worth a watch, and I will say that. Like, I, no, no, I will say that too. I'm happy I got through it. Like I said, I fell asleep. I'm, I was the first time I tried to watch it like years ago, and shout out to Cell Phone Water Keys because uh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be here without them. Because <laughs> I, 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 I just wouldn't. I mean, I will say I do like, I do like the scenes where like they were showing him like going out for the first time and you know putting a mask on and like beating up people but they're still getting hurt and mm -hmm. I was just like and then part of me was just like we just talked about him doing some like crazy stuff he jumped from on top of a truck and just landed on his feet I was just like yeah, alright you know like, this Bruce Wayne was a rough and tumble 
Yeah, this Bruce like, Wayne was like, I'll kick your ass whether I'm in the suit or not. I don't care. Like, I, I like, like that. I was just like, I was just like, all right, y'all. I was like, okay, cool. But I like the, I like seeing like, I like seeing the elements of that. So like, that was like, like I said, there were some good elements of this. It just wasn't my style. This wasn't my, yeah. you know, I'm really big on like DC animated style films. And like, even like Disney and Pixar, like how they switch up things. I still like mm-hmm. old school, like, you know, I just, I think the noir feel this and again the relationship really took me out of this i was like i don't care about her but i get it she was a catalyst to like the whole oh it was, such, it was such a typical story though like yeah i just didn't like, care it wasn't, it it wasn't was inspired like, anyway and again this is like where it was like an animated series and where we've seen a lot of the dc animated films are catering toward the older crowd or the adults as well mm-hmm. this one was definitely if i remember correctly it was it was the more risque of the children's film, but it was definitely a children's film. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was targeted and, at fourteen and because year olds, thirteen that, year olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it wasn't. It wasn't even like that. I will say, I, I did like the one scene that I did like, and I, I went back and actually watched it a couple times. Was um, once he, once he, once he was like, you know, scorned because she left him, and he figured out the bad thing, and he's he he's he's putting on the outfit. And mm-hmm. um, and Alfred hands him the cowl, and he puts it on, and he turns. And when Alfred gasps, like yeah. I like that, I like that because it's because like, he found it. Did you know Bruce's mind? He's like, yep, it worked. Yep, mm-hmm. he found like, the thing he was looking for. And I did yeah. like him running around in just the ski mask, very Batman Begins, like yeah. year one, trying to you know mm-hmm. we were get a little bit of year one from this, which the animated series never did that, so we always just had Batman established. So this kind of retcons that a little bit, gives us a little year one, but his year one happened to be love rather than vengeance, I guess, if you're going to play off the Batman. Um, Although Zoe and Catwoman, a little love. Anyway. um, So, yeah. I will say I enjoy Zoe as Catwoman because... Hello, Will. I didn't even see Will came in. Again, it sprinkles of who she could be and not fully who she is. So I like that. Yeah. No, I... I hope and to see her was, character grow, but that's just, I just feel like it's a, it's a movie called the Batman. And I'm just happy that they didn't, as much as I love, like, you know, we got Selena Kyle as like a black woman, you know, I appreciate that. Uh, Cause it's been, it's been a lot of Caucasian women out here, you know, doing the role, some justice, some not, but I'm just saying like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy that we got a black woman, but I'm just happy that like, it's called the Batman. It was about the Batman and then just elements of like trickles in his life, you know. So, but yeah. No, yeah. No, no Catwoman slander. You see my shirt. No Selena Kyle slander. Well, what I also she- liked about this 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 the this, the the mask of the phantasm was, um, with with what you said snippets about this being like kind of like the early years of Batman as well, um, it made perfect sense because. You, you you watch Batman through this film. He's not really the covert, like, sneaky Batman that we know. Like, I think he picked up that whole, like, theatrical, like, in the smoke coming in from, from her. That would make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it definitely made sense at that point because, like, that the part where they, like, they took his, his bat, the Batwing, and he's being chased around, like, that dude was clunky. Like, he was not, he was not doing well when it came to avoiding the cops like he, he struggled i mean um, also just like randomly beating up dudes on the street i mean not randomly like well he was trying to protect stuff. somebody no no, no i no. get it but like you're supposed to be incognito call the cops it's and gotham got, 
And then still call the cops. You're not in the cow right now. Call or in your mask. Call the cops. And on top of that too, like you're like that's how she figured it out. She was just like, oh, this. I don't know oh, him girl. being in the Batman outfit, sitting in front of the Wayne freaking. I feel like all those elements. That for sure was, was very like, like who does CW that? Flash. Let me yeah. put on my cowl and let me go stand out in front of my mansion. Essentially, I mean, I know he wasn't. That's not and where the brave is in this story, but still, like, like the statement when he looks at her, he says, "You have perfect timing," and she's like, "I saw it on TV," and I'm like, mm, "Yeah." No. Yeah. So let's talk about. You were the, there. Let's talk about the cast of this film. So we've got Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill. Like that's right. duh. Like you can't have this without them. Dana Delaney playing Andrea, uh, and then we get Stacy Keach actually playing the voice of the Phantasm. So there was actually two people playing the Phantasm. Abe Vigoda played uh, Salvatore. And did you guys ever notice that Gotham is essentially Little Italy in New York? <laughs> All the gangsters are, are Italian. Like, Italian, they just yeah. are. Like, across the board, I've never not heard of a single person in the Batman universe somewhat related to an Italian name. So I'm wondering... I mean, it's obvious, because Batman was written in the 1930s during the height of the gangster era, and so New yeah. York is, of course, where it was written. So, yeah, all of those, obviously. But it's just interesting, because... Um, yeah. So anyway, we've got... Dick Miller uh, in the movie. He was the, the neighbor from uh, the Gremlins. We've got John Ryan, um, who has been in a ton of movies. Uh, names you may not recognize, but if you saw these actors, you'd be like, oh, I love that guy. Um, and then all of, like I said, all of the actors from the animated series coming back. So like the guy that played the commissioner. So to me, I love it when they they do that. They don't do that kind of stuff as much anymore. When they do a movie, they'll change actors like wouldn't it have been great to have grant gustison in the dceu instead of ezra Turk oh Ed? grant gustin yeah. yeah grant grant yeah. yeah wouldn't that have been better wouldn't it have been then we would have already had I, a supergirl we would have already listen, had you know that's just me I don't know. when they when they announced a flash film i was like are they going to give grant gustin a chance to be him in a live action and they were like no nah. And I was so disappointed because mm -hmm. I was just like, the dude established a guy on TV. Obviously, he can do it on. Why wouldn't you just snatch boy? But they, the but they did the same thing with the Superman Returns when they did Brandon Routh. Um, everyone was thinking that oh, Tom Wellington is going to get, you know, or Tom Wellington is going to get Tom, Tom Wellington. Wellington. I'm, I'm thinking space right now. I'm hungry. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so when Tom Wellington, how do you feel about Tom? Well, That's the question. Yeah, when Tom, oh, delicious. Yes, yes. <laughs> Medium well. Medium Tom. Yeah, medium Tom. Um, but no, people were wanting him to be, um, you know, yeah. Superman in that film. And then we got Brandon Routh and... and To that me, that made thing. sense because we're talking about an extension of the Reeves character. It's literally a sequel. It's the third film in the series. I know Superman 3 exists, but technically this would have been post-Superman 2. So to me, it didn't bother me. But when they already established the Arrow, they established Speedy, they established Flash, they established Supergirl, and they never established Superman and Batman right away, mm -hmm. I'm like, that's, you've got them. That's mm -hmm. Ben Affleck. That's, you know, elevate these actors' yeah. careers, guys. Don't hesitate. TV and movies are crossing over. I bet Why? they wish they would have did it now. I bet they looking back like, damn, man, we just could have good that kid. From and the then CW. they wouldn't have seasons four, <laughs> five, and six of these shows that are just awful. 
uh, they would have just pulled them from the TV shows and just made movies, and then they could have... In the show, in yeah, the show no, the yeah. show would have still went, because they got contracts, so we still no, would have got those but they wouldn't have had to reboot contracts if they were going to movies. And they could have, they could have, there could have been more crossover like they're doing with the MCU and Disney Plus, is what I'm saying. There could have been, they, I don't know, they failed us. Everybody could have made, everybody could have made money, and that's all I'm saying. Miranda Janelle just messed me up with the the Tom Beefcake Wellington. What did she say? She said Tom Tom Beefcake Beefcake Wellington. Wellington. Yes. Delicious. He is. He will take that on a silver platter. Uh, Wow. So. See now I just see okay that's terrible okay <laughs> so the, the apple and the anyway um it's not terrible to be like that image I'm digging that image yeah, Tom if you around. ever hear this episode I apologize turn, for that image turn him around. Just put him on a spit right just yep we're done okay, we just went away we're done quite right literally there. roasting Tom Welling or we- Wells what what is the dude's name I don't even remember Welling, Welling. thank just you Welling jeez. <laughs> Jeez, you guys. Okay, we should Actually, just... His name is Tom Wellington now. We should just rate this film and then move on <laughs> while we're ahead of the game. Uh, I'm going to give this a seven for an animated movie, and I want to qualify uh, that. Animated movies, much like horror movies, almost feel like they need their own scale. Because when you give an animated movie a seven, I don't want to put it up against The Batman as a seven, but for animated movies, I liked it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, because like a horror movie six is like really a ten. Your rating system ugly. No, Look at any. No, I'm saying if you go into IMDb, name a horror movie real quick. Play this Hold game. Hold on a second. Wait, wait, name wait, a horror movie. Gotta, name more. We're not gonna pull an Oscars here. We should be able to compare animated films to. No, no, no. I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. No, no, no. I get what you're saying. Us, us, us. Yeah. okay. okay. Us okay. is kind of being an, an oddball. I think it may be an outlier to some degree, but That's let me look up us. So you just described me, right? 6.8, right? That's what I'm like. That's kind of my point. Most horror mm-hmm. movies, 6.8 for a horror movie is really, really high on all platforms. Letterboxd, IMDb, doesn't matter. That's a high mm-hmm. rating because of the way that people have rated this film. So to me, right. when you see a seven for a, for a horror movie, I'm like, I'm watching that. That's got to be right. good if it's a seven. You're talking like law of averages. You know, it's like right, the, the average right, right, right. All these people. Oh, okay. So if I see an animated movie that says it's a seven, I'm going to feel the same way because the average person doesn't want to watch a horror movie or an animated movie. They're going to rate it low just because they're assholes. So they're just going to, mm-hmm. you know, they just rate it low. Yeah. The rest of people that are trying to average that stuff out, to be fair, like Marvelite said, we're not trying to be the Oscars. So right. what I'm saying, I want to put them on their own scale. It's only because I, do I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> Oh, Lord. How did that make its way I, onto I the show? It. I know, but we're... Okay, okay. No, you're fine. Um, so my point is, if we're to do the same kind of idea with animated films, if you move it to its own ranking and say, okay, against all other animated films, I still put this up at a seven. I think it's good and fun. And quintessential uh, viewing, if you're watching the animated series. Do you feel better? you feel like you got that out? No, but go ahead. Six. Ooh. Uh, I, it's 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 good. It was worth a watch. I'm glad I watched it again just to get it refresh it. I will not be watching this again. And I think I lost the VHS tape. I'm not going to be buying this. It's on HBO Max. So, you know, it is what it is. Lady Crossheart came in and we didn't say hi. At least I didn't. I did. I said hi. I said hi. You guys can. You better start typing. You can... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I try not to type because it it's loud. I was it's told. Fine. Hannah told me it's really it's loud and and obnoxious. Not that she's complaining. It's for the recording. For the recordings. Anyway. Understandable. So. <laughs> that said, uh, Black Girl Marvel, what is your rating? Um, I'm a mimic Mr. Marvelite because I will never partake in this film ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all know how much I well, love... Well, well, I love animation. Like, I love it. And I enjoyed this because I said, and like I said in my letterbox review, this is quintessential 90s. In the writing, in the wording, in the in the in the animation, it's very ninety, and it's so, some stuff is nineties adjacent, and it's like man, that held up. I want to warn and you. Doesn't doesn't hold up for me in in nineties. I want to warn you. We were talking about you going back and watching the animated series. This is exactly the animated series. What's in the box? See, no, 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 no. I don't think I so because like... I feel like this almost ruined me on the. No, no, no I don't mean the the bad it. story. I don't mean no, the no, no, bad no, no, like no, love no, story. No, 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 but the the noir feel, the fifties feel, it's all the same. Like, but I feel like <laughs> series flesh out things better than like a one-off movie does. Sure. Well, and you so get a lot of like going... two-parters in that series, right? Like, so yeah. me going back to the series, I can better digest it to be like, okay. There's going to be movement <laughs> somewhere. So, um, but like I said, I'm going to give it a go and I might review about it, talk about other kind of stuff. It could be good content. But yeah, six. I gave it a six. Did we hear the sound alert? I heard it in my headset. Did you guys hear it on the stream? I have the stream muted because I can't hear myself. That's fair. Twice. Oh, I don't. Students, I don't. Let us know mine, if you heard mine, it. Mine will echo if I have the volume up too loud. So. I don't either, but yeah. I just, he, he, all the movie things, since he, he put it, he publicly broadcast it so yeah. i feel okay talking about it uh somebody broke into his car uh yesterday and he's had a hell of a time with it and he just needed you mean, a day you off mean all so. the movie things right yeah did i say who did i say i thought you said, thought you said cell phone wall keys but no he said all the movie things. okay yeah. okay so yeah just checking because i want to be right i'm a nazi, um, I'm a nazi yeah. when it comes to this word stuff sorry so I'm like i'm obsessed th that's n-o-t-s-e-e -E, not c right that's yeah there you go uh, <laughs> you get it so, Wow. So anyway, yeah, he lives in Portland and, you know, terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Um, so they did hear the sound alert, which is awesome. They are there for you guys to redeem, which is so cool that it worked. Um, they do cost a few tickets, but hey, whatever. Um, so we've rated this film. We're going to move on to The Kingsman. We do have 25 minutes yes. to go, which is more than enough time to talk about most films. Um, and this is The Kingsman. I'm going to move this over to the poster wall. This is the 60% of the time it works every time. And there's another one. It's not uh, Kingsman, it's the King's The King's Man. Man. And it's funny because it's really just the Kingsman. Um This is an interesting film because it is a prequel, and with most prequels, what I generally complain about them, it's because there's too much known already for us to have any sus any suspense. Like it's hard to know what will occur. Um, <laughs> will Wilkins, your sound drops will become weaponized by me. I will try <laughs> to make as many as I can. Those are all Mickey, of course, so please have fun with them. I will try to add more every week. Um, but anyway, this movie is a prequel, and it's a prequel that actually attempts to go far enough back in time to where it can't really touch Bye, the original material. And, oh, he hasn't seen the movie, so he wants to bail, I understand. Um, 
And again, please do, if you don't want to have us ruin it, we are going to talk about it all the way to the end, which means we're going to reveal the big reveal. Uh, And this movie had a big reveal, which was weird. uh, Spoiler alert, this leads to the Kingsman. Right. Um, Rasputin is an interesting thing that we'll talk about as well. But anyway, so uh, I didn't really want to give my initial impression. I want to hear your guys' first, uh, although... No, there's only three of us. Yeah, there's three of us. We've each gone one first. So here we go. And the first 30 minutes of this movie, I kept struggling. I was, I kept trying to just want to get into it because I like Kingsman. I love the story. I love Mark Millar. Uh, I thought the the Golden Circle was okay. It was some fun parts, but I didn't think it was amazing. But I thought, okay, Ralph Fiennes, we're looking at, you know, some, a hell of a cast, a stacked cast here. Um, and, And I thought, this could be fun. And immediately some of the lines were a little much for me. And, uh, Jen, Jenna or Gemma Edgerton, uh, shooting the gut or the knife out of Digimon Hansu's hand really bugged the crap out of me. Um, little things like that kind of kept adding up until I just sat down and just kept, just kept watching. And it sucked me in. I'm not going to say how much and I'm not going to say what I really thought, but I, I ended up getting sucked in finally. Um, that's my initial impression, that it was rough going getting into it. I have to agree with you on that. Well, give us your initial reaction. Then. Okay. I guess I was just waiting to see if we were going to like, say Fight about it. No, no, <laughs> say no, the like, same thing. Like, no, but um, yeah, for me, this was a very slow burn at the start. Like, if you if you can, if you go back and you think about the first Kingsman, the Secret Service, and the Golden Circle, they all have like this big amount of like action that kind of like picks up, and it's it's not it has good it has good pacing. Golden Circle maybe not as much. I felt like I, I felt like I just wasn't really into the main villain for that one, but there were things that I just loved about that film, and you know Jeff Bridges being Jeff Bridges is just like you know it's kind of like Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage at this point. Um, but you, 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 you ended up liking the characters and you could see the potential, but I will say, I was wondering when that potential was going to happen. And it, it took a long time for that. But then once it did, once you had that one, like that moment where like everything kind of turns on its head, like I was invested, but it was a very slow burn. And I think a lot of people that have complaints about this film probably didn't stick with it. I agree with um, you. And that's 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 what I'm thinking about it. So, yeah, my initial impression. Black Girl Marvel. Oh, it's on me. Uh oh. Um. I uh I I agree. Slow burner. Hmm. Yep. Um. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. I okay. I don't like prequels because normally when people are um. <laughs> Do people do prequels? Um, wow. Anyway, <laughs> always got a hater. I feel like I've made it. Anyway, um, I never like prequels because prequels. Sometimes I feel like they're always written by like they're always written by somebody different who never paid attention to the first movie or the second movie, and so they don't they miss out elements. So it's like how are you a prequel? But if you, you forgot that this thing does this thing, you know, so I wasn't, I initially went into this annoyed that, that, that there was a prequel because I love the first one. The second one was okay. It wasn't as great as the first one, but it was still like that kooky element that I liked. 
And then we come to this, and I was like, what is this story about this father and his son? I do not care. Did he say Red Cross? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, cause so for me, the only the only safe haven, not the only, but one of the safe havens that kept me going was Ray Fiennes because he's an amazing actor. And he's Voldemort. He's got to love Voldemort. But he's an amazing actor. And it's his performance that really was like, okay, I'm going to sit here and watch where he goes. I'm going to sit here and watch where his character goes because this has to go somewhere that I'm not seeing the vision in which we're, I don't see the vision where we're going. And then eventually, um, spoiler alert, once his son died, I was like, now we can get to the movie because Lord have mercy. Because I was just like... Because I, because okay, because okay, one of the things I don't like about War of the Worlds is the sun. You want to go off to fight at war, and you've been privileged your whole life. You don't know anything about war, so we get to this film, and his son wants to go off into the war so bad. It's like makes sense though. No, no, it makes sense because that's the that's the world that you're living in, that's the era that you're living in. And even the motto that they keep saying, right? They kept saying, exactly. like, God and country kind but of thing. But then it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, let him go. He died in the, like, coolest, most gruesome way ever. <laughs> when he got shot, I was, listen, I verbally laughed, and I probably shouldn't have. And I'm happy. You have to come to expect it with these films that I someone's going to die. Like I was disappointed that he died. Honestly, I was a little disappointed because he did such a... I wasn't... No, I wasn't disappointed. I was elated. But um, I I was like, dang. I, I felt a little bad because I was like, dang, bro did all this. Made it back. did all, Got this for the sick. And bro got so paranoid that he, sh- like he shot him. Like, but again, you... You don't you mess changed, with traitors. Like, you, you don't mess with, like, but also, But also, you changed you but like i was kind of lost though because i was just like wouldn't y'all know the faces of the people in y'all like company like even no if, but but it, the thing was he took the name of the guy's friend the guy no no no, no. i was. know that but if but i've been wouldn't the other here, 20 people in his platoon that's what i'm saying know who he know was. Who this, because because yeah. he was able to tell that guy what to do so he was a higher rank than the than the other guy so wouldn't these other lower ranked ones know who he like so i was just like how you die bro like yeah. i was just I was a little lost, but like I said, the movie kind of started when he died. But I will say an this. hour and a half too late. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I was just like, what are we? It was a lot of building. Like, I love world building. I love story building, but it was so much of it that it was just like, can we get to why I like the Kingsman stuff? Can we? Can we get to something? So for me, the yeah. one thing I will say about Matthew Vaughn, fight scenes were immaculate. You wouldn't think in a prequel that they could outweigh the ones in the first film, but they, for me, they did because that whole Rasputin fight... That Rasputin fight was pretty cool. Was, was, was to me, was beautiful to see, and I believe his name is pronounced Reese Irfron or Reese, I believe that's his name. He the lizard, Rasputin. right? Isn't that the lizard? The lizard, yeah, the lizard. He played Rasputin in such a way that I was like, I don't really know about Rasputin because I ain't reading up on, you know, Russia, Russia history and things like that, but I was just like, is he, is he gay? Did he like no boys? Like I wanted to go research him, just to see if like if did they have accuracy. This was one of my biggest complaints about the film was the idea that they took real history and the struggles that real people have gone through, 
and kind of trivialized it in order to have this story. So let's take the Tsar, for example. One, the idea that the British uh, king, that the Russian Tsar and the German Chancellor were all cousins is absolutely laughable, laughably lame. That's one of the things that took me out of the film in the beginning. And then you take something like the Russian Revolution and make it just a ploy by a Dr. Evil-style panel of dipshits. That really bothered me as well. Like, I really started going... When they had the scene where they wouldn't show the Scottish guy, the British-Scottish, that whole reveal yeah. bugs me, too, because I'm like, who cares? Who cares? I don't care that they no, didn't show this guy's face for a year. You, for, yeah, I, there was nothing to establish. But also, but also like, you didn't establish him as somebody that right, I would That mattered, for. right? He wasn't the guy but at the beginning. Right? He wasn't the guy that killed his wife. That would have made more sense. That would have been better, but that guy died, well, so it, it didn't matter. it would have been better if... If uh, Ray Fiennes' character was the dude, there right, something, <laughs> or don't hide him, just show me the bad. But they did that Doctor Evil style. Let's hide the bad guys. I'm like, this trope is so fifties and dead. No, what are you literally, doing? When like, he got when he got revealed, I was like, oh, it's him. Okay. I was, I, I was like, okay, why did you do this? Like, like there were there were no, and then you go back and show us like what we missed, but it was like none of it was like was like um, red flag words. Like, none of this was like, ooh. You couldn't have figured it out. They didn't give us enough for us to figure it out. So it was no mystery. No, like, it was no mystery. And I was just like, like, is it the mother? Like, that would have been cool if it was the mother. She's like, you left me for dead. And these <laughs> I was under a pile me. of people. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's something. But I was just like, yeah. I don't care about him. Yeah. So the, the idea, though, that even, because, again, spoiler, this is for the very end, they add Hitler to the mix. Um... Uh, because some evil empire is what's in charge of Hitler, not this piece of shit that did what he did. Um, and you're basically taking, in a weird way, you're almost taking some of the evil away from Hitler and, and Lenin and all these people by I making it. I feel like they've, I feel like, I feel like the way I looked at it, they, they've always been evil. They just got recruited by evil. Agents. I know. But then, then instead of it being that they were so freaking evil that they just did these awful things, somebody facilitated that for them. Yeah, and that exactly. takes away from the impact it had on the people that died because of these people. I think in a weird way, by doing it, you are slapping the Jewish community in the face by adding Hitler for fun at the end of the movie. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. not a post-credit character. Like, sorry, y'all. Tasteless. Also, it's, tasteless. It's also it's not going to go anywhere. Right. Are we going to do another one of these? Are we right. going? Or are you just adding in to be like, oh, shock factor? So in they so, so in they world, Hitler was a part of the bad Kingsmen's and like no, okay. Yeah. It was unneeded. They just so, didn't so did we really? I mean, did we really need this 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 prequel in the first place? And and I'll be honest with you because I feel like no. the first Kingsman film did a great Should've job of explaining you. because honestly, I liked Conrad. But I knew he was going to die the moment I met him on the screen. And I don't know if anybody else felt that way. because It was either when, Conrad or the father. Well, when, it was no, one or the other. It had to be Conrad. Because when Galahad made the comment about wealthy aristocrats who, who lost their, their sons during war, that they mm -hmm. created this establishment... That's Conrad. I didn't. I hadn't mm -hmm. seen Kingsman long enough. Like I just watched this movie. I didn't walk in with a fresh watch of the others. I missed oh, that. So like, good point. I haven't watched. I haven't watched that for a but long you, time. But it's, you caught that. Good I've probably okay, watched yeah. it like thirty-seven times, like on just driving back and forth to work. I not 
driving and watching, but like listening. Oh, okay. And... <laughs> I was like, okay. Because I'm like, wait a second. We here at the real study do not advocate driving like, and no, watching films. Over. No, but like, yeah, that's something playing. Like, 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 literally, like, but literally, he says, you know, wealthy aristocrats having no heirs, you know, because of World War One, they created the, the the Kingsman for that specific purpose, and like, I'm sitting there like. Okay, I'm liking Conrad, but I know he's gonna die. But how is he gonna die? And then when he died, I was like, "Man, that's messed up." Like that was mm-hmm. really messed up. Hilarious, and, but messed up. Yes, yeah. and, and it was like, but at that point, it was like, okay, maybe we're actually gonna get some movement now because um, if you go on IMDb and one of the one of their top reviews is a five out of ten rating, and it's called The King's Meh, and and it, 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 it complains <laughs> about it specifically for this purpose because it took 90 minutes for them to get to any like really sort of mm-hmm. of action Anything. i mean i love the rasputin fight but mm-hmm. it was just too slow um and, i mean the character i mean we had some, we had a f- fantastic cast of characters with this film yeah um just uh just uh with uh with, with was it with shola with shola how is shola shola and polly like stole the just Honestly, stole the show for me I can do it if you gonna if you gonna if you gonna sequel off anything. Give me something about them too, mm-hmm. because like Jaima Hausu in this in this in this uh, lane in this world was amazing. I enjoyed him as a yes. character. It was great. Um, I will say this though: when they talked about bringing like making a prequel, I was like, "Oh, are we gonna see Exy's dad and like his life and and how he lost like how he died and." And then, like, it'll, it'll yeah. lead into the Kingsman, but it'll be more of a Galahad like, film. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, but they were like, nah, we're going we to go back into the time. I would have loved to see Merlin like, Young, too. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I did like that, oh. that, um, that, Mer, the Mer, like, the last scene I liked a lot. That, the, the toast and the, yeah, the names. And, like, I really liked that names. a lot. But on and the it's flip also side. Cute because the son created it essentially as a right. child. No, and I like that. Was, this was his bright yeah. child. Didn't bother me at all. And it was cute that they kind of kept that going during mm-hmm. some of the stuff that he did that got him killed. But the thing that bothered me was you. <laughs> so you throw that, that concept of I like the room and I like the end. <laughs> But you go to the beginning of the movie where they show that room for the first time and they make a point of going, look at the room. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's the room from one, like, I don't care. You're, it's not also, Star Wars. Like, you're, you're not Star Wars. thousand years later right. when the film is just like... Well, here's my thing. Like, like they did, the, they, they did the, 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 you saw the Kingsman building. You saw how they had everything set up. And it's like, and you, the, the Kingsman was a tailor even through this movie, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a place, but I'm sitting there thinking like, how did they, how did they inconspicuously dig an entire network of like, the King, like, like, like what? The King. Yeah. They were, they were but in like, with like, the King. I just, ugh. there they are tons of tunnels the, actually under London beat. already before right. that era. But also look at the network, but look at the network of people that they've like amassed. Mm-hmm. And to me, it wouldn't be, it it's not like a secret of how they could keep stuff under wraps or how they would, they have people in place like everywhere, you know, that. I liked that. I liked that they used the maids and the servants and the butlers Mm -hmm. to figure things out. Brilliant. I did. So there's elements of this movie that are really solid. And here's the thing you were mentioning the writer, the same writer that did the screenplay for kick-ass Kingsman, Kingsman's gold circle, Mm -hmm. gold circle did this as well. So it's the same people. Mm -hmm. And yet, Mm -hmm. It's almost like they're scraping the bottom of the, you know, of the idea barrel. It's a barrel. Yeah, they were. Uh, because yeah. well, there's, there's only so much, it feels like. But this is a comic book movie. Like, like it, we, there are comic book, you know, concepts that you could run with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
or just give us what we wanted and Colin Firth as a young man living his life out here doing crazy stuff. Wouldn't that have been better? That would have been so much better. So <laughs> Daniel Daniel Brühl Daniel Brühl does a great job in the movie. Um, every everybody does a pretty good job. Um, Brana isn't Kenneth Brana in it as the um, as one of the characters for just a minute. I swear, and I know that of course um, Targaryen. I always forget the actor's name, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> The guy that plays Papa Targaryen is one of the uh, main characters. I'm trying to look through the freaking list, and I'm kind of thrown. And then, of course, we see um, the guy that will do any comic book movie, apparently, in this film. Uh, he's going to be playing Craven. He's also Quicksilver. He's also... Um, yeah, so he's in there, although I'm not seeing him on the list, but he was the friend. Um, he was Lancelot. He was right. the original. The original Lancelot. Which I'm just like, dude, if they're like, if, if his agent says, I have a comic book, he goes, yes, yes, I'll take that. Thank you. Because that's what it feels like, which is fine. But the dude is ubiquitous in comic book movies now. Like, he is kick ass. He is Quicksilver. Like, he is like, holy shit. But also, oh. it's like, when I saw his character, I was like, oh. <laughs> like, I wasn't like. I saw Daniel uh, Daniel Brule character and I was like, ooh, because right. you know I was like, oh okay, let me see what he's gonna do. And I saw him and I was just like, oh he in this? Like no disrespect to him, like he does his job, he does what he's supposed to do. But I was just like, All I right. think he well one he was kick ass and so this is a Mark Millar product. Uh, the same yeah. same people, same production. Yeah. So I'm assuming they were like, hey man, you want to be in another Millar product? You know, I just want to roll. Ain't right. that big? You got like you got like three scenes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think. I think I think what 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 wore me off of him was when he um was in Godzilla with Elizabeth Olsen because it's kind of weird them being siblings in the same year that they were also a married couple and people are just not able to get the two out of like we all have a problem with Star Wars and having Luke kiss Leia after 45 years but those two playing a married couple right. of brothers oh, there's no problems there no problems yeah. there yeah that bothered me too um the Red Cross thing still sticks in my mind because there was, like, no need for it. Like, what was that? Like, to prove he was a pacifist? Couldn't he have just been a pacifist without working for the Red Cross? Like, No. It had no. To be <laughs> so, it, but this is the kind of stuff with these kind of movies that drive me nuts is they're like, there's a thing in history that people know, and it's a catchphrase, and we'll just add it in. Like, saying that the Bolshevik Revolution was because the guy was in somebody else's back pocket totally defeats the concept of the Bolshevik Revolution. It's a, it's a weird. And the idea that the czar, like they just kind of capped it off by getting the czar and the family killed, which is one of those things in history that's both tragic for the kids in that situation, but also because they were evil, evil people. And so all of these things are trivialized in this film, like completely trivialized. And I don't know. I don't, I guess I want, this is why I like stories that are either, if they're in our universe, they're like Marvel, where they're completely a new world, where it's not our president, it's not our history, they have some things in common, but they're much more pop culture related rather than real history related. Well, um, I mean, let's face it. The, but the you're not trying to, like, rewrite history, though. Like, right. So what you're saying is you don't want to, like, rewrite history. If you're going to establish something in this timeline, in this frame, take it for what it is, maybe add some elements, kind of like a la, like, Umbrella Academy. No, 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 no. No, 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 probably, like, um, not Umbrella Academy, probably, but, like, kind of like... um what's that first class or whatever the other one was where Magneto tried to curve the bullet to not hit 
uh, JFK, but it's still like he tried to like, but it still hit him because he couldn't move it like fast enough. Like it's you're dipping into history, but you're not like or the comedian like, being the one that kills JFK. Yeah, you're not. You're not. I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, it's still a bad thing. He still yeah. it shows how evil he really is. To me, yeah, that actually yeah. drove the point home. But in this, they were kind of camp. It was campy, campy. about you know yeah. Hitler at the end was like I'm Adolf Hitler, and I'm like, what, okay. dude? Like I almost I was like I, if they had not done that, this movie would have gotten such a higher rating for me. But well, that alone, thing, like, so so Kingsman, the first Kingsman, kind of like crossed a little bit of a line too. I mean. They they blew up Obama's head, like suggestively they did that. That's true. Because because if you think about it, when, like all of the people that were microchipped, Obama was one of them, and like they even faked his voice in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this definitely implied that they killed the president. Wow. Yeah, and the Queen, because at that point, because Elizabeth was the next on the thing, and you never hear about them in, in like it doesn't. I don't know. Of England. That's still modern times with people that we could mock politically at the time. And it doesn't change anything, but to yeah, change but, our but, history with one of the worst genocides. I'm not going to get uh, on a, on a thing, yeah. but like, here's the thing though: um, Game of Thrones had a fa- had a head that looked like George Bush, and people lost their mind. But then we blew up Obama's head in Kingsman, and I don't ever remember anybody talking about. I don't either. It. I think we, everybody laughed. We know why though, right? There is that aspect. No, she's well, not wrong true. at all. That's all, that's all I would say. We know why. Hey, whatever, whatever. King had it been a different president, we want to. We would want to know. Had it been yeah. in 2016 or 20. If it was Clinton. Oh, seven. It was, right. It would have been very you know, different. It would have been very different. But because of Obama mm-hmm. being who the color of his skin, just gonna throw that out there in case if people were lost to what I was alluding to. And of course, of course, I'll be also thinking possibly oh, yeah. it was because of the fact that you know people don't get butt hurt unless they're really upset because of how focused they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting political. We shouldn't do that. The movie is political. Also, okay, we always, we agree that uh, we're talking about something that's relevant to the film. Yes, yes. I didn't watch a Game, a Game of Thrones. That's that's going to be next on my list to watch one day if I can get past that first episode. <laughs> um, are we talking about Charles Dance? Oh, so Charles Dance, yes. That's who I was talking about. Uh, the the freaking, oh, okay. the bad guy from uh, he's the bad uh, guy Last from, Action Hero. Oh, from The Golden Child. And The Golden Child, that's right. He I played the bad guy all the way through the 90s for us. Because he was the face, demon, was right? Because like, he has the wings. Yeah, and the, I, was yeah. Like, I was like, look at this guy. I was like, he's still acting? I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, I love him. But he also, he plays the bad guy in The Last Action Hero that figures out the yeah. ticket, you know? Yeah, he is, um, yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. When, when he came back to play yeah. uh, Targaryen, I was like, I love this guy. So yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, so it is basically uh, the time, the end of the real study. Um, so we could just do a quick review on this. My kid self would have tried to watch Great. this. My parents wouldn't have let me. Uh, very R-rated. Um there's even a whole bunch of f bombs, seemingly for no reason. They were just like, "We're this, British, let's say fuck." Honestly, I had to get I feel it in like there. This was like Captain <laughs> America times, and I'm not saying they didn't cuss back then, but they really kind of didn't. They right. were very much like a, a clean talk. And they're culture. supposed to be gentlemen, right? So gentlemen right, don't yeah, say yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like, come on! Right, oh, right. twice! Ooh. Hey, he did it! In the jar, my friend. In the jar. So here's the thing. Um, there are PG-13 movies that have two. Uh, the Martian is one of them, and we've even reviewed that movie. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call this my The Martian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Moving goalposts, man. 
But what would you give it? What would what would snippets now give this this film? If you okay, I want to put this caveat. If you remove that a a h crap at the end, I would probably mm -hmm. give this a six and a half because I think, think it's watchable, and I think I would watch it again if sat down and somebody's like, "Hey, you want to watch King?" I would probably be like, "Let's check it out." I want to watch the Rasputin fight and Colin Colin, uh, not Colin. Ralph finds is great, and it was oh great to God. see him as not a no nose person for a while. So. <laughs> Um, and just a British guy. Like, he was just a dude, he was just a guy from where he was from for once. Like, that's just not often for him. He did look weird, though. But because of the crap with the history and what they did with the, the, the Hitler crap at the end, this is a three. Like, I really hate that they did that. It bugs me that much. So, three. I love that it bugs you that much. That's good. Go ahead. I love that. Whoever goes, go. Uh, go okay, on. I guess I'm going to start Four. I'm trying to just be weird. Woo, getting wild. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, um, I give this film, I'll give this film a seven because I probably would watch it again, but it's not like a seven in the sense of like, oh, it was good. It's just that usually on my scale of movies, sevens are rewatchable. Anything lower than that is not rewatchable for me. Um, I probably would rewatch this again, but it would be, it would be quite some time. Um, and my kid self rarely has supervision when it came to movies. Probably would have watched this. Probably would have fell asleep in the first 45 Will you rewatch it in order next time? This Kingsman I, honestly, circle? Honestly, I, if I do decide that I'm in the mood of a Kingsman type of mood, because, you know, certain moods happen, because I be having my Twilight phase. I'd be like, oh, I want to watch some corny. So um, I probably will watch it, like, in the order. So, like, Kingsman... Secret Service Circle. Nice. Mr. Marvelite. Um, yeah, so the revisionist history thing um, is definitely a problem for me. Um, also, the, the the Oxford not brogues, like, that that kind of bothered me. Like, I it made sense in the first film. But oh. then, like, I'm like... We're Oxfords, not rogues. I'm like, come no, no, on. But this, is, but this is what bothers me. This is what really bothers me. As I was really waiting for somebody to say, manners maketh the man, and the person that said it was the evil guy. So y'all took an evil guy's motto motto and put it, I was like, what? Yeah, that makes sense, because one of their own became an evil trash panda, so, you know. Well, just because, I mean, it was a good statement. I mean, I, I probably would have, like, it's kind of like there are some things that villains have said in movies and stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll remember that I thing, but... I would have loved it if, like, maybe the father said it to him or somebody, or some maybe show listen. But you're telling me you took the moniker of the guy that tried to, like, wipe out all these dignities? Like, come on. I was like, what? It bothered me. Yeah, too. but see, like, the that whole Oxford, me. the Oxford's not rogue thing, that, that bothers me to the level of Nick Fury talking about how he trusted a guy and he lost an eye, and we find out it was a, a flurkin. Yeah, it was a flurkin. The flurkin, you know, stupid story and i get it why fury did that because he didn't want to look like stupid that oh i would transcribe me from my speech but regardless that that kind of bothered me i would say this is a six for me i will probably watch it again eventually mainly because i was not as as paying attention as much to the first half of the film because <laughs> it just bored the crap out of me yeah stick with um, it it's worth I, watching through to the end yes it is like I, I i got to the point where i'm like i need to do something while i'm watching mm -hmm. this and so i was cooking while the first half of the film went and then I was then all of a sudden I'm like okay now I want to pay attention I literally stood in the kitchen with my face in the in the phone I watched it on the phone um it's but I love this franchise but it's still a 6 for me um no, you can't like, beat that first film and that's what I always say about like like movies, like franchises it's really hard when a sequel can or a prequel 
can beat that first film, and it rarely happens. It's because so. Taron and Colin brought it. The chemistry was between them. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with the story that's that they thought got, it, was, it was them. Yeah. And since there was but, no Colin really in the second, like, of course he is, but he's not. And Taron's older, different characters to play off of. It just didn't, there was yeah. the chemistry was very different. And that's why I well, think that fall But apart, also the, apart, the first so. film, you had a fantastic villain with Valentine. You had an entire world that you were opening and expanding. Mm-hmm. And they they were they 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 went deeper in the second film, which was great, but then like they undid all of it and then the villain wasn't that strong. And then this one The American like, stuff wasn't needed either. Yeah. Yeah. It just I, I, I'm not watching a British spy sh- guy. Like, to, yeah. I mean, yeah. Honestly, like we got Pedro Pascal in this universe. That's great, but like I like Halle Berry a whole lot more, and I really was so sick of the misogyny with it. Yeah, no. So, there's, there's honestly, lot, but, for me, yeah. I would I don't mind an American version because it's kind of like Hogwarts. Like it's like Evil Morning is like the American version of Hogwarts, and I don't mind that. But also, it was like typical, like stereotypical American. It was like how do y'all with the hats and the whips and the and it was just like what year is this? Like what are like like. And Even you though I had enjoyed that film, but it was just like, what are we doing? Americans have to be rednecks. That's the rule. We have right. to be rednecks. Like, right. There's no other type of American for you to know that we're American <laughs> is if we're not howdy, y'all. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just no. like... I'm with you. I'm with you. So uh, that said, um, we will be doing uh, some more reviews in the future. We are going to be doing an A24 episode soon. Um, I'm... Certain we're going to be having some more guests. Uh, there's actually um, a few that I've already talked to that are lined up, and I'm trying for even more lofty guests. By the way, if you are a real student and you do want to see the likes of someone like Straw Hat Goofy come on the show, please don't hesitate to tag him or reach out to him so that we're not the only people doing so, because I don't want to be the only weirdo going, come on, Straw Hat, come on the real study. Um, but I would love that. And I think you guys wouldn't mind sitting here talking to Juju while we talk movies. I think that would be a blast. So that's on my list. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it's a wish list. Um, there are a few other people, including uh, the actor from the movie um, Happy Death Day, um, who will be joining us. He was the, uh, the killer in the film. Uh, his name is Rob Mello, and he'll be on the show probably next month, considering we're almost at the end of this month. So uh, look forward to those, as well as having Brian back, all the movie things. Um, yeah. Yay. Yeah. It's been the real study. Uh, I don't know about rating. I haven't even looked at it yet. Let's look. Who can we rate? You guys did give your, your review. Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, you did give your reviews. Yeah, I your sure. besties are on. If you want to rate... Um... The Raven Arm, we always raid him. We do always raid him. That's why I was trying to see if maybe there was somebody else. Wait, they think I'll like these? Okay, that's fine. I didn't ask. <laughs> uh, do you find that to be annoying with services where they're just like, we think you'll like this? And I'm like, I didn't ask you to give me yeah, that category. That. Yeah, no, I get that. It just seems a little odd to me so we've got bob ross which i don't think we can raid them the raven armed yes uh let's see who else music people lots of music people sheldon's on let's raid sheldon let's raid sheldon let's do it eh let's do it 
Sheldon underscore 7687. So hang on with us as we raid Sheldon. You guys have been awesome. And this has been The Real Study. Hey guys, thanks for being here. We appreciate you. You guys are amazing. That's oh. not an invalid name. It is, because you didn't spell it right. Apparently not. Uh, raid. Okay, good. Well, you're trying to figure that out, I'll tell you this. My seventh year, my seven-year-old convinced my mother to watch Venom, and he's never seen the film. She thought he had. So I love it so much. Yeah, she actually liked it. <laughs> it's a good, like, romantic, like, buddy-buddy. It's not a really bad movie. It's not, like, overly gruesome or anything like that. So you know why those uh, Venom movies suck? Because it's Sony? No, that's part of it, but no. Um, the only reason we even got Woody Harrelson as Carnage is because the same director that did Zombieland, both of them did those those movies. So he was like, "Hey, Woody, come come do a part for me." We wait, didn't wait, wait. we didn't need that. So. Well, but you like Zombieland. Yeah, Zombieland is great. Okay. But that's okay. Zombieland. Anyway, we're raiding. You guys have fun. Bye. <laughs>